excited to talk about this topic because of what you did this week oh yeah the timing is, the timing is perfect impeccable impeccable timing. <laughs> <laughs> impeccable shallow and pedantic but you had written these notes before i even did that i know but the way it got scheduled out yeah that it, it was this week that it came up it's it is cool. very very strange how things just I mean, align the planets aligned what's good in your world all right so so should we tell our listeners what I did this weekend. Well, let's say we're, we are talking about wisteria today. Mm-hmm. And earlier in the week, Justina Marcoed me from Home Depot. This was literally two this, days ago, not earlier. Yeah. Than like a day ago. <laughs> so yeah. Semantics, semantics, semantics. <laughs> and she was like, should I get it? I don't know. Should I get it? I was like, get it, get it. And Avi is playing. And he's like, I don't know about this. What yeah. was he saying off the Marco? Because I'm interested. What was his reasoning for not wanting to get it? Because he didn't want it climbing on the house? No, he was just, I don't know. Um, I think I've mentioned Wisteria before. And he just like never knew what it was. And then we were on our way to, I think, a wedding or something. And some house along the, the way had it in their backyard. And it was like climbing up the house. And it was like beautiful, freshly bloomed, beautiful, bright purple blooms. He's like, ooh, what's that? I was like, that, my dear, is a wisteria. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's what it looks like? I think he just never knew what it looked like or what it was. Uh-huh. Uh, so I planted the bug in his ear. So then this past weekend, we went to Home Depot. And I've been kind of keeping an eye out for it. But, like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a wisteria plant in, like, your local nursery, like a Lowe's or a Home Depot. I don't think I've ever seen a wisteria plant in Lowe's or Home Depot near me. So mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, I don't know how long these are going to be here. I need to get one. So... I was like, I was like, kind of asking him. I was like, should I get it? Should like, I, I don't know. He was like, is it a vine? Is it a shrub? Like, what is it? I was like, well, I don't know. Because it said shrub. It said shrub. Yeah. But traditionally, they climb, right? Right, right. Um, but I think you plant it in the ground like you would a shrub, and then like you just put it next to some kind of lattice or something that it can climb up or a trellis or something of the sort, right? Mm. So yeah. I marked you, and I was like, what are your thoughts? Like this says shrub. I know these are traditionally a vine but i've seen uh i've seen wisteria like trees like smaller trees like a like a lilac tree like i've seen mm-hmm. people plant them in the center of their front yards more as a tree yeah. not as a vine I think there's one called like like chinese blue something uh-huh. and i know i've seen that as like a little it looks like a tiny little weeping willow they're cool yeah yeah kind of like that i think those are maybe the ones that i've seen on people's front lawns they have them more as trees and not as vines per se so i was confused i was like so this has shrubs so do i grow this like a tree or do i grow this like a vine i've never had a wisteria before so i'm new i don't know anything so i hit up my little bff witchy poo over here and i was like hey what do you think about hey. this should i get it <laughs> <laughs> and you were and like of course my gemini ass <laughs> get it you should do it do it now no but you were like that's the same exact one that i have so i felt it'd be fine confident. i felt confident in my uh, purchasing choice so then i told avi 
that it was a vine and that you know what you said that it was the same one that you had and he was like all right go get it don't he was like pick out a good one don't be an asshole (laughs) (laughs) and then so you're happy with your your new little baby plant you're so happy and then yesterday you marco me well before i marked you when we were at the checkout buying the one that i bought this past weekend he's like i see him on his phone doing his little thing with his little thumbs and i was like what are you doing over there with your thumbs he's like (laughs) i let peek over he's looking up how to bonsai this thing i'm like Mm -hmm. and i didn't i tell you like a couple was it was it this past weekend as well which was like like, it was like three days ago that i mentioned that i was like hey look at this avi's outside bonsaiing look at stuff. this cute husband of mine bonsaiing everything in the yard <laughs> seriously he and and he's killed a few so his track record is hard to take care of <laughs> i think aaron and i have killed at least three we really really wanted one and they come really cute sometimes uh-huh. with like tiny little ponds and little mm-hmm. figurines and we had one with like a guy fishing and like that yeah. shit didn't last more than like three months yeah yeah we killed it so fast <laughs> His for the longest time, the one he had in the backyard, not not a wisteria bonsai, by the way, just like a your run of the mill juniper bonsai, whatever. It's it's looked like Cruella Deville for like a year now. Like it's half of it is green, the other half just went white because oh, <laughs> he just oh, like man. I don't know Poor what thing. happened. I don't know what happened along the way, but oh. it didn't. It's not doing well. And then he bought a new one, and he just bonsai that. Yes, or the other day when I marked you and I was like, look at my husband bonsaiing stuff outside. Uh, he 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 like trimmed it and pruned it, and then like the next day it was like a little crusty looking. He's like, it's dying. Already? The wisteria? No, 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 no. Like just where like another juniper or something that he bought that he just bonsaied. I wonder if it's like too much at once, like it's going yeah. into shock. It's a shock. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So yeah. so when I saw him. At the checkout counter, as I was checking out with my wisteria that I'm so proud that I just bought, uh, I was like, you're not bonsaiing this. I, t- I marked you and I was like, look at it. Look at him. After I just uh-huh. told you about his bonsai obsession, I was like, look at him. Uh-huh. Looking up how to bonsai this thing. And I was like, no, you're not touching this. So, yeah. So now fast forward to yesterday. I get home from work and I pull up. I pull up my driveway and he's behind me, right? I see him pull up behind me and I see him giving me this like, look, like I did something. A little shifty something. look. Yeah, a little shifty look. He's like, I did something. And I had just like finished Mark going you. And he gets out of his car and he's kind of like doing the whole like cowering thing behind, behind his like. <laughs> and I like, just show me, what did you get? What did you get? And I see <laughs> pulled the, another wisteria out of his trunk. I was like, you did not. You For did not. himself, but. You had Marcoed me when he was already standing beside it and you were like, this motherfucker's about, he's going to bonsai this wisteria. Or he already did. I don't know. He was just standing there. I thought he was already cutting into it and I thought it was yours. I was like, oh no, he's in so much trouble because you were still in your car looking out the car window at him standing very, very suspiciously next to this wisteria plant. He was very suspicious, but plot twist, he bought another one to bonsai. So we'll see how that goes. I hope he doesn't kill it. Wisteria Club! I'm so Wisteria excited for Club. you. It's so Dude. exciting! It's like, I'm so happy oh, for you. Punky, come on. Hold on. <laughs> Hat in the way. So yeah, I feel like it's like a rite of passage almost. Like, uh, what do they say in video games? Achievement unlocked? Like, witchy achievement unlocked. <laughs> Level up. Leveling yeah. up. Yeah. So you leveled up. I didn't think it would happen this year, but I feel like this year, I'm trying to take my 
gardening, trying to step it up a notch. So oh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's awesome. It looks like you have it near a near a trellis near your house, right? Yeah, but then uh, I watched this video and Avi was right next to me, and it was like, "Don't put them next to your house; it could ruin your foundation." Yeah. So I gotta yeah. find some kind of. I don't know. I'll have to get, I want one of those like arches, little arch. I've seen people who buy like the big, the big um, planter things and, and plant them in there and have them next to the house, but their trunks will get freaking meaty, like yeah. real big. Okay. Um, I really want to also, but then mm -hmm. I just see, I just see what can happen and yeah. got to stay where it's got to stay. Um, yeah. I'm wondering where you, where else you could put it. You don't have a fence. Is that fence on your side yours? It could it can crawl along the fence. It's not a very high fence though, so that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. It'll go sideways. I know it's so pretty though when it hangs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll get some kind of trellis or archway to put it on. There you go. Yeah. Yay! Welcome to the club. Yeah, I'm excited. So we'll see how it goes. Um, it has little um buds on it. Like you could tell it's it. You know, they're maybe they're ready to bloom. But I, I heard okay. that they, you said yours has, hasn't bloomed until this year or was that somebody else? No, I, it bloomed the first year I had it. It is? Um, I think that when they come to the store, they're already possibly a year or so old. Okay. Um, but mine, yeah, it bloomed. Cool. I can't wait to see it. It's been popping it. off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. there's it kind of grows wild here in some areas, like over in the town where I work. It's mm -hmm. there's a lot of trees over there, and sometimes I drive through like there's like canopy of like hanging with steer. We're gonna talk about the different varieties and how fucking invasive it can be because it's bad down here too. It's beautiful, so beautiful in the spring, but it it messes with the ecosystem oh no all right oh now no here we are planting it in our gardens willingly we're like here yeah well it? we i think have purchased it's called amethyst falls or something like that and it's an american variety the japanese and chinese varieties i guess are the the invasive ones so we'll we'll get to that chit chat all right here we go shit chat <laughs> shit chat <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we start this shit chat, we have a patron we shout should, out. We should, wait, wait, hold on. Before we get to the patron what? shout out, we should name our next, um, uh, what's it called? Bullshit. Distinct smell so, of bullshit. Distinct smell of bullshit. So we should name it shit chat. Shit chat? Shit chat. <laughs> I like that. No. <laughs> we, have, we do have a patron shout out. It's our darling, our dear Moonlight Garden. Marissa, who sent us an amazing box of goodies the other day. We did a live on Instagram, uh, and her shop is just wonderful. She's got soy candles. She's got melt. She's got roller balls. Just amazing stuff. And she sent us stickers and a lollipop. A lollipop. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she sells those lollipops in her shop. Those were just for oh. Christina. <laughs> <laughs> she knows the way to my heart. <laughs> um, I didn't eat mine yet, but you said yours was good. Are you kidding? It's in the it's in the package still in the in the mailer. Look, oh. I just like things just sit around my office, just like in the pack. The only thing that I I took out because like I'm absolutely obsessed with it is this amazing practical mm -hmm. magic rollerball with the amethyst crystal. Is it? Did she say that was amethyst or fluorite in the um bottle? It's but beautiful. This is a lovely blend. I think she said of lavender and rosemary so good and there's something else i can't put my finger I, on did she tell us what it was like sea salt it, or something 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But I don't know, Marissa, we're so sorry. But oh my gosh, thank you for joining us on Patreon. We're so happy to have you. You're so sweet. She was sending us like the nicest voice messages on Instagram and her her voice is just so like genuine and kind. And it's really nice to have you with us. I know. Thank you so much, Marissa. So exciting. Yeah. Um, if we ever do have a little little trip down south, we'll hopefully we can meet up. Oh, yeah, because she's kind of close to me. Yeah, yeah, she's close to you. Kind of. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. not really. <laughs> Hashtag not really, but more than more so than me. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this one's for you. This is the Wisteria episode. And by the time this comes out, it's not really Wisteria season anymore, but that's okay. That's okay. When does it start dying back? I'm sure it's different. I have no idea. I, I'm sure it's different according to where you're located, but um, yeah, the Wisteria right now here is in full bloom, and right now it's May 9th. It's early May. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been in bloom here for about a month now, but so I think nice. it starts dying back maybe June, July. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I don't remember seeing blooms on it through like August for right. sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But in the practical magic world, it has a place in the books. It also has a place in the movie, but it's not like a, it's not like a main character like the roses or hashtag lilacs. No, never mentioned. Never mentioned mentioned at all. And also in the book, it only has actually a few mentions. It's not even mentioned that much. So it's amazing to me that when we think of practical magic, we think of that beautiful wisteria right? We Mm -hmm. think about that garden, that wisteria, and how it's just going wild. But I thought it had more of a presence. But now looking looking at our notes, looking at how much it actually is mentioned, it really isn't mentioned that much. So it's It's crazy to see how it made such a mark in this world, you know? And the other thing I'm thinking, because, all right, so we know, like, don't follow everything that the Owens do, but they have it planted against their house. They and do. I'm thinking it's like, it's beside. I'm oh, it's hold like, on. Christina's getting out her. I got my diorama. <laughs> I think it's in here. I think it goes up the side of the light house. Cause you can oh. see like kind of like a big trunk of the tree, okay. but I think it's really pretty how mm. that stark white house has that dark green growth and can you you can see some of the wisteria on it right in some of the shots um some of the purple i skimmed through the movie last night just to see and the only the only part i noticeably like saw it was the scene where gary uh the toad burps up the ring on the rock oh and gary and and sally are standing there and you can kind of see it kind of wisping in the background behind their heads Okay. But you got to really pay attention to it. I wonder if it would be in the scene where Sally's running inside when she hears the phone ring. It's so dark. Because you can see it from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. But then we noticed in the goofs and trivia that they put that huge box light right in the frame. Guys, come on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't notice in that scene that, uh, yeah, I only noticed it in in the the toad burp scene. So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch. I really, I think it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just want, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck that part. I'm getting <laughs> ahead of myself and the, I really, really want to experiment with the petals. Mm. Okay. Like but, as far as like cooking or spell work or like what? With cooking. Okay. Because all the recipes yeah. that we have found sound really freaking tasty. But you told me that this plant is poisonous, no? Everything except for the petals themselves is poisonous. So like the seed pods, like the, the vines, leaves. the leaves. 
So yeah. wait, poisonous? Are we talking like Wolfsbane? We're gonna talk toxicity in a okay. minute. Okay, <laughs> Wolfsbane, you just look at the thing and you're dead. But <laughs> but like I but don't then, know. But then some plants, you know, you can touch them and you can cook mm -hmm. with certain parts of it. But certain parts are very toxic. So yeah, we'll talk yes. about that in a bit. But um, it always makes me nervous whenever I hear any part of a plant is toxic. I'm always like. I ain't fucking with anything of it. <laughs> I don't even want to know. It's pretty gotcha. to look at, beautiful, but I ain't putting that in my body, not putting it <laughs> in my pets. It stays yeah. outside. I'm good with that. But let yeah, me Yeah, I wouldn't let your cats of... chomp on the leaves or anything. Right. My cat, fucking Odin was eating. Do you remember when he was eating my pepper plant? <laughs> Immediately was vomiting. <laughs> like he would, not even peppers. There was no, pe no peppers it's on it. Leaves? He would just eat the leaves. Oh, and no. like within seconds. Uh, and he kept doing it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know you throw up. Stop it. Uh-huh. <sighs> so keep wisteria away from your cats. Don't eat it. And we'll tell you a safe way to do so later on in the show. Yeah, Christina's got okay. some recipes, so we'll see, see what kind of stuff we can make with this wisteria. I have never heard of cooking with wisteria, but I guess you could cook with anything if you want to. It took you a could, lot of trial and error, it sounds you like. You could fry zucchini flowers, but I mean, those aren't poisonous, Ooh, so. Yeah, that sounds really good. Do you do that? We've done it once. They were pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah, not my favorite thing. I, I don't think I would, like, grow these things just to fry up Just the for the flowers. But yeah. You know, I've heard about it and we were growing zucchini anyway. So I was like, yeah, I'll try it. They're all right. They weren't bad. Zucchini takes up a lot of room. Oh, you're telling me. Holy shit. A lot shit. of fucking room. And you need to plant pollinators around it or that that thing won't ever fruit. Yeah. I've seen a way you can like manually pollinate, like take the little stamen and like rub mm. it inside the female stamen. Make I feel like God when I do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make your babies. Christina's directing a zucchini porn. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Do we want to talk anything more about it in the movie? Because it really does not come up. It's never mentioned. It's never acknowledged. It's barely in any scenes, but it is there. It is there. It's just a faint little wisp in the background. But yeah, you really don't even see it unless you're really looking for it. Because it's not a prominent figure like the roses, like, you know? So even exactly. the lilacs were a little Easter egg. That wasn't even in the forefront. Right. So, right, like, right. I feel like the roses were really the plant that had the forefront and center in that movie and i feel like mm -hmm. that was an intentional choice i feel like they they made it that way other witch houses and movies and stuff too seem to have things growing on them mm -hmm. and is i wonder if that's well maybe like i don't think charm did does the charmed house have anything growing on it it just seems like a natural thing to have because it's like a wild cunning woman lives here and it's it is like a very witchy one vibe. with the earth yeah. yeah i don't yeah. think i've ever noticed it in charmed um that house to is. me that house to me seems a little more kempt than the practical magic house it's more suburban it is me. more suburban it's um when we did the victorian architecture episode what is like a queen something style or i, like I think a... it's queen anne i think that one's in one of them is in jersey i think there are actually a couple in jersey uh-huh yeah remember that yeah, it was yeah. like the sabrina house the adams family house. A couple, uh, the adams family and the munster yeah 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 something yeah, like yeah. that the charmed one i think that one's out in is that in la or is that in san francisco i don't remember what we said but mm. i think the grim life collective actually might have visited it and then didn't you say that they repurpose like the shell or the outside for witches of east end and they use the same house yeah like the reboot uh yeah i don't know oh, yeah, yeah that seems remember. like forever ago we just yeah, did that one i don't remember any wisteria on there though i could be wrong um 
but we'll have to go and see again and see if yeah. it has any. Um, there's also Sabrina from Netflix, that show. Mm -hmm. That might have some wisteria because um, that house is kind of like on a bigger lot of property. It's not as suburban and it's a little more fantastical. Mm -hmm. Like it's supposed to be more <laughs> fantasy. Um, the Witches of East End in the back. Do you remember that scene where they're having like, I don't know, either breakfast or like tea in the backyard? And yeah. Like, the yard is, like, gorgeous. Like, the garden. Yeah. I don't remember if there was any wisteria in that, but in my mind, I'm picturing that there was. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have but then we back. have Wisteria Lane. Do, okay, and we're we going to have... get into pop culture later. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have a okay, whole okay. section on, on, on the You wisteria. do? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying are you to a think... Desperate Housewives fan? No, I'm not, but, like, there was another show called, like, sweet magnolias where it's kind of very similar and like okay. everything's covered in crawling wisteria plants and stuff like that mm. so it just makes everything like quaint it's like yeah. uh i love it i love it i love mine i take care of mine and i really want more but aaron says no so <laughs> there we go the voice of reason we all need we all need the voice of reason right but like see avi might as well be a gemini because he has no voice of reason he's like <laughs> all right just get it just get one and then i'll get five more that that i can bonsai <laughs> he likes to one-up that's he so does he does he likes to one-up me little asshole but anyway all right so all right not much mysteri wisteria in the movie okay what about the books let's talk about the books all right i'll i guess i'll take practical magic it comes in on page 13 comes in high. and it's it it comes in hot on page 13. The aunts were not invited to potluck suppers or library fundraisers, but when a woman in town quarreled with her lover, when she found herself pregnant by someone who wasn't her husband, or discovered that the man she'd married was unfaithful as a hound, then there she'd be, at the Owens' back door, just after twilight. The hour when the shadows could hide your features, so no one would recognize you, as you stood beneath the wisteria, a tangled vine that had grown above the door for longer than anyone in town had been alive. So then on page 20, by the time the wisteria had begun to bloom the following spring, the girl from the drugstore was back. Sally and Jillian were working in the garden at dusk, gathering spring onions for vegetable stew. The lemon thyme in the rear of the garden had started to give off its delicious scent, as it always did at this time of year, and the rosemary was less chalky and brittle. Why did it do that one? Where's the wisteria? The very first line, by the time the wisteria- oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my attention span, Jesus Christ. Okay, page 31. Jillian hugged Sally one more time and then she disappeared out the window. They fed the aunt's barley soup laced with a generous amount of whiskey, so the old women were asleep on the couch. They never heard a thing. But Sally could hear- My mic is picking up my stomach growling. I thought I heard that. They never heard a thing, but Sally could hear her sister running down the blue stone path, and she wept all night and imagined she heard footsteps when nothing was moving outside but the garden toads. In the morning, Sally went outside to collect the white sheets. <laughs> oh my god! That's so loud! <laughs> I'll try now, to pause when it happens. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest on the show. Christina's stomach would like to um, say uh. something. <laughs> Collect the white sheets Jillian had left in a heap beside the wisteria. Why was Sally the one who always stayed behind to do laundry? Why did she care that there were there were dirt stains in the fabric that needed extra bleaching? She had never felt more alone or lonely. Wait, where's the God. wisteria in that one? That was, she was collecting the sheets that were piled up against the wisteria. Um, collected the white sheets Jillian had left in a heap beside like, the wisteria. Like, Alice just sneaks it in these, like, mm -hmm. large paragraphs. It's like mm -hmm. amazing that anybody ever 
pulled it out of there and it's like oh wisteria practical magic mm -hmm. let's make the association but like it's just tucked into these little little morsels of text like it's not really a main character so it i don't know i just think it's amazing how it just made its own um i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say anyway fuck me Go no ahead. you're fine <laughs> you're fine you're fine i was thinking the same thing but with with jillian snake tattoo which we will have oh. coming up in a little while but yeah. like it's just it's mentioned and uh -huh. that's it but the fact that they put that in the movie it's like it's amazing yeah. yeah little details all right page 55 sometimes talking about sally sometimes her throat closed up when she noticed how the aunts were aging when she sees all those weeds in the garden and the way the wisteria is drooping since no one ever thinks to give it water or a bit of mulch still she never feels as though she's made a mistake after she drives down magnolia street she doesn't allow herself a single regret not even when her daughters cry and complain. She knows where she's going and what she has to do. And she's gone. She's out. She's out of there. Oh, stop. <laughs> There's like a huge gas with her bubble in there. By the way, this, needs all, this all needs to stay in. This is hilarious. It all needs it's to crazy stay. how much this mic is picking up everything now. Okay, so all right. We're sorry, well, guys. We're just testing far. things out. We need to t explain to our audience what's going on. So Christina decided to go down the rabbit hole do some research on how we can make our mics sound crisper and clearer and pick up more of our laughing because as most of you might well i don't know we do a good job of editing some of the like empty laughter um our mics have not are not picking up our complete laughter sometimes and christina wanted to fix that but now her mic is picking every single thing up <laughs> including her growling stomach and it's just so freaking funny <laughs> you need to keep all of this in okay let me get through this last this last one on page 144 if maria owens chose to speak to you she looked you straight in the eye even if you were her elder or better she was known to do as she pleased without stopping to deliberate what the consequences might be men who shouldn't have fell in love with her and were convinced that she came to them in the middle of the night igniting their carnal appetites women found themselves drawn to her and wanted to confess their own secrets in the shadows of her porch where the wisteria had begun to grow and was already winding question yeah wisteria maria owens right so it she's the one who established this garden on this property on magnolia street mm -hmm. you think since we know we talk about a little bit later on about the origins of wisteria and how you know it's popular in in buddhist culture japan china out in the east do you think samuel diaz among his travels actually brought the wisteria back to the the united states and planted it correct yes uh, yeah okay. which okay. also so is he just like the tree of heaven or whatever uh -huh. that one was he is at fault for bringing this invasive stuff guys when you travel don't take anything don't bring anything because you're fucking up the ecosystem <laughs> Okay. Take yep. us to rules of magic. All right. So rules of magic. Page 55. She pushed through the screen door and went past the porch where the wisteria was so twisted. Children in town swore the vine had been fashioned out of an old man's out of an old man's arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, because it can get very um, twisty, right? Mm hmm. Sometimes I have to untangle mine because it's like, oh. I don't know. I don't want it to strangle itself. You know, yeah. can it do that? Can it strangle itself? I don't think so. I don't know. Well, some trees do. If you've ever seen like the base of the trees where the roots are kind of out of the ground, um, if there's a, it has a specific name, but if there's another root that is growing over that, like an X, that can really mess up the tree. So like people really recommend to cut those cross bracings out. 
if it grows over itself like an X, does that mean it's been maloikyoed? <gasps> a cursed tree. <laughs> a curse upon your house. A curse yeah. upon your tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A curse upon your wisteria. Yeah. Um, page 69. In Massachusetts, everything had a faint green aroma, a combination of cucumber, wisteria, dogwood, dogwood, and peppermint. But the scent of the city changed every day. Dude, that's that's like an amazing scent combination can i just say yeah cucumber wisteria okay wait first of all wisteria i don't know what, what cucumber it? or what cucumber i don't know what wisteria smells like yeah, what is like to me i can't like? put i don't know okay i because, can go get i don't know because on the tag on the plant i just on i just bought it said fragrant blooms and i'm like i've never smelled a wisteria i see it around a lot i don't know what it smells like maybe you know what it smells like because you have one but it doesn't smell like anything i don't remember like walking through the trellis and be like oh that smells nice but maybe when we take our break i'll go out and get a cutting and then okay. try to try to give you a, a palette of flavors yeah but mental just picture of flavors don't leave it laying around so your animals can get it correct just a reminder yes. All right. Um, yeah, I would love to know what it smells like because I have no clue. Um, so page 152. When Franny looked through the window, she could see a pie-shaped yard filled with weeds. Shifting her gaze, she spied a twisted wisteria and a few spindly lilacs. It was then she felt her heart lift. Um, by the way, I was just watching like some random YouTube video. Like this guy was taking a walk through his rose garden and he said lilacs too. And he was not English. What the fuck? So what the like, hell, guys? Am I late to the game? And is there something I, I don't... Pedantic. I don't yeah. I don't know. All right. So moving right along to page 227. You could have come here if you wanted daffodils. She, talking about Isabel, said when Jet walked in. True enough, the yard was thick with them at this time of year. A sea of yellow. Jet saw that the garden was far ahead of the rest of town. The wisteria was already blooming. The climbing roses were budding. Looks as though you saw a ghost, Isabel said. I saw Levi's father. Creepy. He's a creep. Right, but he's still alive, so it's not that creepy. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's not a ghost. He's visiting his son's grave. But he might as well be a ghost because he's he is a kind of creep. Um, page two sixty one. The sisters sat in the shade of the arbor beside the shed. Wisteria grew here in spring and spread out like a canopy. Grapes twisted along the structure in late summer. The town was sleepy, but without Aunt Isabel's presence, it was empty as far as Franny and Jet were concerned. Is that after she passed? Oh uh isabel yeah this was sad yeah yeah uh page 311 they looked at each other then the reverend got out of his car and followed franny into the house he noticed that the wisteria was blooming always the first in town to do so this was the house that had been built with the with money his ancestor had given to the woman he had loved then had called a witch he wondered how often that had happened both then and now he carried the burden of his family with him and was weighed down by the wrong they'd done in the world. Um, so that's talking about Hathorne, right? Because he's related to John Hathorne, the Reverend. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the yeah, the Reverends are the Reverend's family is descendants from Hathorne, and then the Owens are obviously the descendants of Maria. Um and then But is it Maria and John or Maria and Samuel? You what know? do you what do you mean? Hath uh, the Reverend? No, 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 no. You were saying the Owens are descendants from Maria, right? uh yeah but yeah. she's got two baby daddies right. is what yeah. all i was saying you're right yeah, yeah, okay yeah. well we know that the the um californian owens are the portuguese line yes, right? owens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah 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 interesting i would love to do a whole episode and like deep dive this lineage because i feel like it's not done yet though i don't want to do anything 
Yeah. And then Alice comes out with a fourth fucking book. <laughs> or a fifth. Is it fifth? Fifth. Yeah, it would be a fifth. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, fan fiction's fan fiction. Nobody has to listen to us. <laughs> That's <laughs> but it true. Would be, That's it true. would be fascinating to do just to entertain ourselves. Like, you know, the whole Titanic spiel. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. It is fun. All right, page 362. They, talking about young Sally and Jillian, walked up the path to the Owens house. Sparrows were nesting in the twisted wisteria. When Sally held out her hand, one flitted over to sit in the center of her palm. Hello, she said, comforted by the warmth of the bird and its bright eyes. How unusual, Jet said, tossing a knowing look at Franny, another Owens to whom birds flocked of their own accord. And then this is the last mention in Rules of Magic, page 363. The wisteria twisted around the pillars of the porch like a goblin's fingers. The house itself was tall and tilty, with green glass in the windows and a fence that circled the property like a snake. Jillian was not a fan of snakes. Oh, how ironic. She only got a tattoo of one. <laughs> Jillian was we not talked a about fan. this. Immersion therapy. Yeah. Jillian was not a fan of snakes or vines or trees that looked like monsters. AKA, I guess, the wisteria, right? That's it. I guess she thought and the wisteria looked like the monster because it's all twisty and goblin-y when those older like mature viney parts they do like this weird splitting of like their their green the young bark like mm -hmm. splits away and then it turns into like the old brown and it's like ew yuck. <laughs> i don't like it I don't like is it. that all the stuff you cut away like what do you cut away when you trim it back uh when i cut it i've heard you can cut up to like 75 percent of its growth if you really wanted to make it like big and bushy um i only do like the spindly shit at the top so mm -hmm. I know it has like most of its weight at the bottom and then it starts getting kind of li like your hair. Okay. Like all the like little spindly shit at the top I cut off. Split ends. Yeah. Split ends. Get those split Ooh. ends. All right. All right. So page 385 in Magic Lessons, there's only one mention. And it That's says the crazy. house was tall with a twisted vine of wisteria that ran along the porch. In bloom at the first surge of spring. In the kitchen, there sat a huge black cast iron stove. In the pantry were dozens of shelves on which to store herbs. And, and is it. this talking about the house on Magnolia Street or is this talking about, because um, I know I think... we saw John Hathorne's house and also Maria stayed in that little cabin too, right? So which was right. which was this? Do you remember? Is, it looks like it's at the end of the book. So is this the <laughs> house that Maria builds? Uh-huh. That Samuel and... Diaz furnished with plants from all over the world. Yes. I think yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's just interesting that they never mentioned that it, the Wisteria was from Samuel Diaz. It might not be. I think it is. We're speculating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he brought everything there. Like everything, that whole property kind of just was what it was because he just brought her all these amazing trees from all over the world because he loved her so much and she was such a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I was having song wait, wait. lyrics go through. <laughs> Where did you go just now? <laughs> I'm like, Christina, I was not singing there. That. Knock, knock. Where'd you go? I was singing that Celine Dion song in my head, Because You Loved Me. Oh. I'm one because you love me here. And that's oh, what I was thinking. Then so all I hear you say is, she was such a bitch. You just like, <laughs> you just left your body for a second. I don't know where you went. I'm sorry. I checked out. Welcome back Ooh. to Earth. Good one. She was. She was kind of a bitch. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. It wasn't. So listen, I know underneath she probably did love him and was really trying to save him from the curse, but it took her finding 
like the diamonds. Uh huh. She's a which, gold uh, digger. Yes, I kind of was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She's a gold digger. But she did see it in her vision, so I don't know. I don't know about the Maria. Yeah, debatable. Debatable. All right, book of magic. Are, going back to Nicole Kidman. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Best friend. She sang that in Moulin Rouge. Love her. Did you ever see that movie? yes oh yeah. yes i really so want to when we, you and i meet to do diamond. a <laughs> to do a rendition of like because i can hit those low notes of ewan mcgregor i'll do ewan and you do oh. her and then we can just perform oh. for each other and i'll be for each other uh you guys What's that song that they sing on, on the elephant? Oh, the, your, oh my God. your song? The love elephant love song medley. We should live stream it. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That might be blackmail content. We no. could be heroes <laughs> forever and ever. Okay, let's read this goddamn book. All right, Book of Magic. Oh, wait, are we still on? No, we, read, we just read Magic Last. Okay, Book of Magic, last book. There's only two mentions. Dose. Two. Dose. All right. Dose. Um, so page 63. There were the windows made of wavering glass that overlooked the garden where the daffodils bloomed in bunches of yellow and white. He could see the potting shed and the greenhouse. When we were young, we were taught to beware of the plants that grew here, Jet had whispered. But of course, that made us all the more interested. Along the porch, twisted branches of wisteria wound up toward the roof, thick with purple buds. And then the very last mention of wisteria on page 148. The place was a vision of neglect, as if Franny and Jet's presence had held the house together. All the same, Antonia appreciated the jolly sentiments. She waved and called out a hello, then found the hidden house key behind the twisted wisteria. That's it. Mm. That's, That's it. That's, That's all. it all. <laughs> Dude, we are in a, a rare in a mood. In a mood. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think we need to take a break just yet. Do we want to dive into history? Do we want to do a card yeah. poll? What do you want to do first? shit all right yeah let's um there is a wisteria card so we'll just read that all right see. forever and ever we could be heroes here we go just right. for one day all right so wisteria the keyword on this card is meditation and also peace of mind so this says release yourself from the world take comfort within yourself Silence the voices of others and listen to the music of the world. Take some time to disconnect and tap into the divine energy within. Meditate, go within, and find your answers here. Maintain a powerful connection and remember to keep yourself grounded, like the roots of a tree mm. or a vine, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Have a deep conversation with your deeper self and the universal energies available to you in this state. Step back and gain peace of mind before moving forward into your next endeavor. Utilize the power of a purple candle, this card, and its affirmation while meditating to enhance your connections. And the mantra on this card is, I find peace and guidance within the silence of my deeper self. Oh, that's so deep. Ooh, that was nice. That is so deep. I love the um the little bit of spell work he kind of or divination he kind of includes with that with the purple candle mm -hmm. you can also amethyst is a great pairing the purple crystal um yeah, or any kind of like blue or purpley crystals i think it's interesting how he made the keyword of this one meditation because later on we talk a little bit about how wisteria is very prominent in like the buddhist culture so yes, very, very cool important. connection there cool connection um so that purple color too connected with your the third eye you know right. the chakra you know the yeah. higher higher echelons of 
yeah thinking love that um it is a very heavenly tree very otherworldly ethereal right it's a very ethereal it looks so like fairy like like watching the the bees i was sending you the marker yesterday the bees just kind of like shuffle their little bodies in there and disappear and then there they come back out They're they go so to cute. the fairy realm Mm-hmm. Into the fairy realm. Do a little bit later yeah. on when we talk about wisteria and its uses in magic. Um, there's something that I want to show you. An oil. An oil. Okay. Okay. This looks okay. heavenly. All right, we're okay. gonna talk about that later. Um, but anyway, thank you to Joseph of Grounded by the Moon. Your deck is amazing, and we do have a little bit of a coupon code to share with you guys if you want to save ten percent on your entire order at checkout, and that is Magnolia Magic. So head to groundedbythemoon.com and go get some stuff. Go get some magic. Get stuff. some the goodies. The goodies. So when I was taking these notes, an old blast from the past came up. One of the words that I have a very hard time with, but I practiced. Oh, I think I think it's in this one. I think it's Wisteria Sinensis. Sinensis. That's like Sinensis is in this. What did we just talked about Sinensis in the T episode, right? Was it Camellia Sinensis? Camellia Sinensis. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't know there were other Sinensis. Sinensii. 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 <sighs> right. Take a deep breath. We're strap in here because this is a. Uh, there's not that much here. The history, brief history, a little brief history. So brief wisteria history. is a genus of flowering plants in the legume family. Fabaceae, leguminosae. The <laughs> genus includes four species of woody twisty vines that are native to China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam, Southern Canada, the Eastern United States and North Iran. They were later introduced to France, Germany and various other countries in Europe. Some species are popular ornamental plants the genus name is also used as the English name and may be spelled W-I-S-T-A-R-I-A. -A, like Wistaria? Instead of E-R-I-A. Huh. Wistaria. Wistaria. Lilac. <laughs> in some countries in Western and Central Europe, Wisteria is also known by a variant spelling of the genus in which species were formerly placed glycine. Examples include the French glycines, the German glycini, and the Polish Glycinia. There are more than 20 species of flower that are recognized, including Wisteria sinensis, Wisteria floribunda, Wisteria frutensis, just to name a few. Wisteria is native to Japan, China, Korea, and in the language of flowers, it says youth, poetry, and lesbian friends. Aww. Kind of like a little, like a little, like friend zone. Is a friend oh, zone plant? Yeah, yeah. In Japan, it is both the flower of April and the emblem of summer. It has the reputed ability to overcome obstacles and bring prosperity and promote psychic receptiveness. Ooh. In 1816, an English visitor to China admired a wisteria-covered pergola in the rich man's garden. He was gifted with some seeds. The plant arrived in America in the 1830s. I was going to say, was too bad he wasn't a Portuguese visitor. Or was he Brazilian I or was he Portuguese? He's Port Samuel, right? He's Portuguese. I thought we had more on this person a little bit later, okay. who this person was. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be okay. wrong. The genus Wisteria was established by Thomas Nuttall in 1818. He based the genus on Wisteria... Frutessens? Frutessens. God, that's the nuisanensis. Frutessence, frutessence, previously included in the genus glycine. Nuttall stated that he named the genus in memory of the American physician and... Anna Thomas Casper Wistar. Oh, okay. 
Both men were living in Philadelphia at the time where Wistar was a professor in the School of Medicine at the University of Pennsylvania. Questioned about the spelling later, Nadal said that it was for euphony. Euphony? What's euphony? Hold on, let's see. Let's see. Let's, put, let's go down the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so euphony. Oh, say okay. So there's the word cacophony and euphony. Um, so euphony is the effect of sounds being perceived as pleasant, rhythmical, lyrical, or harmonious. Oh. Cacophony. So he just is, liked the name. Yeah, yeah. So cacophony is the effect of sounds being perceived as harsh, unpleasant, chaotic, and often discordant. So they're opposing sound or opposing types of sound so he like euphoric euphony yes yes something pleasant to the ear right so he just liked his name that's really that's kind of sweet little man crush on his name (laughs) but the biographer speculated that it may have to do with something with nuttall's family friend charles jones wister senior of grumblethorpe a gra- the grandson of the merchant John Wister. Various sources assert that the na- naming occurred in Philadelphia. It has been suggested that the Portuguese botanist and geologist Jose Francisco Correa de Serra, who lived in Philadelphia uh, beginning of 1812, four Ooh. years before the appointment, was as an ambassador of Portugal to the United States, was a friend of Wister, proposed the name Wisteria in his obituary of Wister. It's all connected! Portuguese, there it is. There it is. Oh my god. Um, I wanted to deep dive a little bit about this Caspar Caspar Wistar, the physician. Yes, so please do. This dude, all right, he was born September 13th, 1761, died January 22nd, 1818. He was an American physician and anatomist or anatomist. He is sometimes referred to as Caspar Caspar Wistar the Younger to distinguish him from his grandfather of the same name. So he's born in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the son of Richard Wistar and Sarah Wyatt. He's the grandson of Caspar Wistar, a German immigrant, Quaker, and glassmaker. Um, So I'm just going to fast forward to his career. Let's see. So upon his return to the U.S. in January 1718, 1787 he entered on the practice of his profession in philadelphia where he at once was appointed one of the physicians to the philadelphia dispensary he was the professor of chemistry and institutes of medicine in the college of like philadelphia. dispensary like a like a medicine dispensary I like all i think know. is pot yeah, yeah i have no idea i'm just trying to see if there's anything relating to wisteria in this i don't think so um but yeah he just inspired the botanist thomas nuttle that's pretty much it okay no that's fine i'm trying to i'm trying to differentiate as i like wrap my brain around so nuttall let's see nuttall k nuttall named it but he was inspired by casper wister's name wister's name yeah and but it was suggested that he do so from the portuguese botanist jose jose Uh uh-huh is that right okay okay um What's his name? Yeah, Jose Francisco Correa de Sara. De Sara. De Sara. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Yeah. And then there's also, it says, see also at the bottom of this uh, list, there's also Sierra Madre Wisteria. Um, that's a Wisteria vine. Hold on. Um, oh, okay. I think so Wisteria would be kind of a dope, like, gothic girl name. Oh, Wisteria. totally. Totally. There's a Wisteria. Like melancholia. Okay. So this Sierra Madre Wistaria, this is um, 
a flowering vine shown at the annual Wisteria Festival in Sierra Madre, Madre California. Um, the Wisteria vine in 1990 was declared by the Guinness Book of World Records to be the largest blossoming plant in the world. The Wisteria mm. vine is named after physician Casper Wistar by botanist Thomas Nuttall. The general name for the plant is spelled Wisteria. The single Wisteria vine covers over an acre. The Wisteria vine has over 1.5 million blossoms and weighs over 250 tons. <gasps> plant is on private land and open to the public once a year during the Wisteria Festival. And you could see that at the um, the annual Wisteria Festival in Sierra Madre, California. Yeah. That is so neat. Right? Very cool. Very cool. Um, I'm reading a little more on the history of the vine. All right. So it says the vine was planted in 1894 by Mrs. William Alice Br- Brug. Brugman. Brugman purchased the vine from the old Wilson nursery in Monrovia. Isn't that Monrovia? Isn't that um like a plant brand like that you see in like Home Depot or whatever? Like the pots say Monrovia? Monrovia. I, thinking of I thought it was Moldovia or is that a country? I don't remember. I think it I was Mont something. I'm wondering if that's if it's the connection, if it's the same connection here. Um, But anyway, the uh, Brugman purchased the vine from the old Wilson nursery in Monrovia for 75 cents in a one gallon bucket. The vine's trunk is now over a meter in diameter. The lavender flowers have a sweet fragrance. Hmm. Mrs. Brugman sold the home. We'll to see have- about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you go get that cutting, I want to see what that smells like. Mrs. Brugman sold the home to Henry and Estelle Fennel with the vine in 1906. The Fennel promoted the vine's growth fennels built arbors and trellises to keep the vine off the ground the vine is on the alluvial plain of the san gabriel mountains with good water source and drainage fennel let the vine grow onto the house from 1904 to 1950 the pacific electric sierra madre line streetcars brought visitors from around the greater los angeles area to Wistari- to the wistaria festival the weight of the vine later destroyed the house collapsing the roof Oh my oh goodness. Oh my god. Yeah, and there you go. That's wow. why you don't plant wisteria near your house. Wow. A new house was built north of the vine. In 1936, Fennel sold the house and vine to Carrie Ida Lawless. Lawless built new arbors and trellises to keep the vine off the ground and the house. Lawless died in 1942, and her nephew, Bruce McGill, inherited the house and the vine. McGill worked with the Sierra Madre Garden Club in care of the vine. The original lot was subdivided in 1961, so the vine is now on two adjoining properties. There are Chinese wisteria vines in China that are over 250 years old. Due to the vine's status, the vine is now maintained by experts from universities and local horticulturists. The Sierra Madre Wisteria is one of seven horticultural wonders of the world. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, so by the way, that festival is normally held in March, if you want to go check out that festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit, and that's so funny. Like we just went down the rabbit hole. That snowballed off of that physicians or the anatomists anatomists page. Yeah, it's all good. All right, so we're gonna talk about some science. Get into the science. (laughs) You wanna take it away? I'm gonna let you do it because I see a lot of Latin. Oh no, I see all the Latin. Fuck me. All right, (laughs) I hear we flip a coin. Here we go, everybody. (laughs) Ready. Very very fun. All right, so. Um, so the description of the wisteria, uh, the seeds and seed pods of wisteria floribunda, which is also known as Japanese wisteria, uh, they contain high levels of the wisteria toxin and are especially poisonous. Yikes. 
So wisteria's climb by twining their stems around any available support. Japanese wisteria twines clockwise when viewed from above, while Chinese wisteria twines counterclockwise. This is an, yeah, this is an aid in identifying the two most common species of wisteria. So do you ha, have you looked at yours? Do you do you realize what what uh direction uh, if i'm looking at it from above it's going clockwise all right so it looks like you have the uh no i have an american one. Oh, okay all right yeah, yeah all right i hope i do god damn well i mean they all originate from japan or china right 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 so, right, right so you have some descendant from some line um so this is an aid in identifying identifying the two most common species of wisteria they can climb as high as 20 meters or 66 feet above the ground and spread out 10 meters or 33 feet laterally the world's largest known wisteria is in the sierra madre wisteria in sierra madre california which we just talked about a little bit measuring more than one acre in <gasps> size and weighing 250 tons planted in 1894 it is one of the chinese lavender variety uh, the leaves are alternate, 15 to 35 centimeters long. What's that word? Pinate? 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 With 9 to 12, 9 to 19 leaflets. So the flowers have drooping racemes that vary in length from species to species. American wisteria, this is the one that you have, right? Has the shortest <laughs> racemes, 5 to 7 centimeters. Uh, w or wisteria flora bunda, the Japanese wisteria, has the longest racemes, 90 centimeters or 35 inches in some varieties and 120 120 centimeters or 47 inches or 200 centimeters <laughs> 79 inches in some cultivars the flowers wow. come in a variety of colors including white lilac purple and pink and which we'll get into what some of those colors mean in later on right and some silky wisteria and w floribunda cultivars have particularly remarkable colors the flowers are fragrant and especially cultivars of w Brachybotrys, W. floribunda, and W. sinensis are noted for their sweet and musky scents. Flowering is in spring, just before or as the leaves open, in some Asian species, and in mid to late summer in the American species. Um, so let's talk Birdie. about the invasiveness. This is very invasive. The wisteria is common throughout the southeast and is actually an invasive species from or plant from China. Chinese wisteria grows so rapidly that it covers plants, shading out others, and even killing trees. All right, so Chinese wisteria, also known as Wisteria sinensis, is able to damage local ecosystems because of its rampant growth and ability to thrive in a number of different conditions. While Chinese wisteria won't produce its trademark flowers without sun and prefers rich loam, rich loam. What is loam? This resilient, like nice, like like fluffy, damp soil. Okay. Okay. This resilient vine will still grow in shade and tolerates any soil. So it's pretty hardy, right? It seems. Mm -hmm. Wisteria can climb it's up tall trees. Growing on the side that's a, sides of highways. Right. With all that like oil and gas runoff is going. Yeah. Yeah. How you does know? anything survive in those conditions? Like, yeah. This shit will survive. I will survive under any conditions. Yeah. This shit seems like it will survive the apocalypse. Uh, wisteria can climb up tall trees and will continue to grow in the tree canopy where it can shade out smaller trees and plants below additionally individual wisteria plants can live for more than 50 years wisteria's longevity only increases its ability to invade an area and choke out native plants all right so mm. yeah plant this away from your from your other plants and your house <laughs> when i was looking into getting mine i was watching videos just of like i think i was trying to talk myself out of 
planting it against the house, but there was a video, if I can find it, a man and his kids go hiking, like searching for this like wisteria grove. I saw that video. It, you saw that one? It's so pretty. Yeah. yeah, if we can find it. So they're just like, I'll they're just it. like going through the wisteria grove and it's just everywhere. It's stunning. Do you remember where that was filmed? I don't. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember watching that video and he was also talking about like the toxicity and stuff like that. Right. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah, he was with his kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, cute yep. video. So magical. It's crazy how it just like grows like wild like that. It's amazing. Just like like Belladonna and Foxglove, like, ooh, they're pretty. Ooh, they're pretty, but they'll kill you. Just yeah. like Jillian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Careful. Yeah. So what do you do if you're trying to get rid of wisteria? Say you just moved into a new place and like there's a stunning plant, but you know all the other vegetation around is gonna be fucked if you let that stuff go. Mm -hmm. If you want to remove invasive wisteria species from your landscape, be sure to do so carefully. The best way to eliminate wisteria from your landscape is to cut the vines off as close to the root as possible and paint, pa yes, paint the cut stem with Roundup or like another kind of Roundup brush be gone is another one they suggest. Mm -hmm. This process can be repeated if uh, the wisteria resprouts. Remember, wisteria can grow from seeds or rooted stallions. Stallones? Stallins? Stallins. We got <laughs> Sylvester Stallone Sylvester and Stallin. Stallin. <laughs> Sylvester Stallin. Be sure to use, uh, be sure to properly dispose of your cut vines to prevent any infestation. Proper disposal of wisteria involves putting it out on your curb to be picked up where that's available mm -hmm. so i don't yeah i probably wouldn't put that in your compost just mm -hmm. in case like seeds. because it is toxic right yeah and it has seeds yeah. if you don't want to use an herbicide you can simply cut the vines off as close to the root as possible but be aware that wisteria can continue to sprout after being cut so you will have to cut it back every few weeks until fall you can also remove the entire plant by digging it up by the roots. Any root pieces left on the ground may resprout though, so on, be on the lookout for the wisteria that could grow back from those. Again, be sure to just properly dispose of any unwanted wisteria. There are non-invasive wisterias? Tell me about them. I will tell you. All right. I had no idea that there was such thing as non-invasive Well, that's wisteria. the one we have. We have a non-invasive one. Wait, it is, ours is non-invasive? Correct, yeah. Well, okay. All right. Interesting. All right. So for those who wish to incorporate flowering vines into your yard, do your landscape and the environment a favor and find a nursery that can recommend a non-invasive plant. Another good reference is the EDIS or EDIS publication, Flowering Vines for Florida, which provides photos, information on growing regions and flowering times on a number of flowering vines ideal for Florida landscapes. All right. So this is, okay. I guess if this is uh, specific to Florida, but uh, I guess a lot of nurseries all around the country can carry this this line of wisteria and this is the one christina has this is the one i just bought the amethyst falls american wisteria so wisteria oh hold on this is a Frutens, okay, Wisteria frutensens, frutensens amethyst falls in the gulf coast research and education center teaching gardens and yes so this is the one that we have right so american wisteria and evergreen wisteria also known as Miletia ret 
reticulata. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that. Two lovely non-invasive options for your home landscape. The Native American wisteria cultivar Amethyst Falls has a deep blue purple flower and blooms in the in the spring and summer. The blooms may not be quite as fragrant, but won't need the constant pruning and caution associated with Chinese or Japanese wisterias. That's why it's a subtle, if any, smell at all. Okay. It has less fragrance. All right, that Got it. Sense. All right. So an added bonus. American wisteria is a larval host plant to both the silver spotted skipper and the long tailed skipper butterflies. American wisteria is only hardy in USDA zones five to nine. So it will not perform well in all parts of Florida. What zone is Florida? <laughs> this, Do you know? I don't know. Uh, 10. Is it I 10? I don't I think I'm seven. I'm six. seven, eight. Yeah, I think I'm six A or B. Um, but New Jersey is the garden state, so pretty much anything can grow here. Right. Um, so luckily, gardeners throughout the state, and again, this is talking about Florida, throughout the state can replace invasive wisteria with the fragrant flowering vine evergreen wisteria, sometimes called summer wisteria. Evergreen wisteria is a non-native, non-invasive vine with glossy, leathery green leaves and small, fragrant flowers that bloom during the summer. Evergreen wisteria, which is not truly a wisteria, is hardy in USDA plant hardiness zones 8 to 10 and will grow best in areas with full sun, but will tolerate partial shade. Both I of these vines- evergreen wisteria. I've that sounds awesome. Seen. Look that Have up. Like a, nice, like a nice like privacy fence uh-huh. in the winter. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Yeah, I'm going to look that up right now. All right. Both of these vines are more delicate and grow less aggressively than invasive wisteria, making them ideal for cultivation in your home landscapes. Okay. I don't feel as bad now growing the one that I bought because like reading all the stuff before this section, I was like, holy shit, is this going to take over my entire yard? Is this going to kill all my other plants? Is it going to collapse no, my house? No, like, no, no, I just went down the rabbit hole of all these like bad thoughts. But like now that I know that we have the non-invasive American wisteria, it's all good. I feel a little better about planting this now. <laughs> um, so what does the evergreen wisteria look like? Let's see. It looks a lot different. It looks much different. The like the clusters of flowers look oh, a yeah. little, they're not as like grape shaped, you know, the grape yeah, the yeah, grape yeah. clusters. It's Ooh. very pretty. I wonder if uh my husband would let me get some of this. <laughs> He's like, enough, Christina. Enough with Enough. Where did I leave off? Ooh, shop the evergreen wisteria shrubhub.com. Ooh, we're gonna link that below. It's twenty seven dollars for how much? Let's yeah, see. Yeah, that's about wait, are they seeds or is it the actual plant? And that's what I'm looking at. Because hmm. right. I paid about twenty six or twenty seven bucks for a like you know a year old plant so we just pop that baby yeah that's what i did too it doesn't say what it grows shrub hub it doesn't look like it's seeds it looks like it's a plant but does it come in like a three gallon a five gallon like what are we talking about here yeah be more specific (laughs) (laughs) did i let you finish your portion yeah 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 i finished it so we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a little bit about the toxicity of the city Of the wisteria. (laughs) Disorder. Disorder. I love that song. All right. (laughs) By the way, we're due for another WMSR episode. Oh, shit. It's been 10 episodes. I'll talk about it this week. We'll do the the Stevie one. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the Stevie one. Yeah. Quick reminder, everybody. We do have a little spinoff series 
not on our typical, um, you know, release a regularly every- scheduled program. Yeah, yeah. It's aside from that. So if you're a Spotify listener, you have access to these bonus episodes. Every 10 episodes, we release another musical, musically inspired episode. All the music we talk about on the podcast, you know, not even stuff that really has to do with Practical Magic, but we like it's fun. down the rabbit hole on all our favorite songs that we break out into on these shows. Our next one, we we just did a Stevie, a whole Stevie Nicks episode. So I think the next one we're going to do all Stevie music, right? That was a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So look out for that. Big. All right. So the, right. we mentioned earlier, this is a toxic plant. So mm-hmm. the seeds are produced in pods similar to those of the laburnum. And like the seeds of that genus, they're poisonous. However, it seems like the flowers themselves are edible, and we're going to talk about that more a little later. There is a debate over whether the concentration outside of the seeds is sufficient enough, I guess, to cause poisoning. Wisteria seeds have caused poisoning in children and pets of many countries, producing mild to severe gastroenteritis and other effects. All parts of the wisteria plant are considered toxic, especially the pods and seeds. But not the dogs. Not the buds? Not the the blooms? Not the flowers, yes. But they're toxic to dogs, cats, and even horses. Oh. And that's a big ass animal. So you are definitely (laughs) smaller than a horse. You're fucked. No. You're fucked. Did you hear my burp at the same time that I said that? (laughs) Like you're you're fucked. (laughs) Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I don't. Oh, okay. The grandpa is always drunk and like he just talks through his burps. <laughs> and I think it's hilarious. Like I just did. Okay. Yeah. Although serious poisonings are not common, exposure to as few as two seeds has been known to result in serious side effects. Symptoms including oral burning, stomach pain, diarrhea, and vomiting. So gastrointestinal symptoms may appear in one and a half to three and a half hours, confusion, syncope vertigo and weakness have all been described increased white blood cells have also been documented holy shit so symptoms usually what's syncope can you look that up yeah we we, well first of all we are pronouncing it right i'm proud of us syncope is a medical term for fainting or passing out that's it got it okay Symptoms usually resolve within 24 to 48 hours, but one case reported persistent weakness and vertigo lasting five to seven days. Fuck that. The mitogenic and blood clotting effects of lectins are not seen in toxic exposure. Exposure to smoke from the burning of this plant is also known to cause headaches. So don't That's burn really this good to shit. know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah. you're trying to get rid of it, don't burn it. Ooh, that's really good to know. Um, this little tidbit comes from pubmd.gov um, and it says a 50 year old female ingested 10 seeds why why what the fuck ingested yeah. 10 seeds from the pod of the wisteria plant due to the curiosity and the perception that they were edible beans subsequent toxic effects included headache gastroenteritis hematemesis and dizziness confusion diaphoresis and a syncopal sink like a fainting spell uh-huh. <laughs> just say fainting she continued to feel tired and complained of being dizzy five to seven days after the in- ingestion you despite the yeah oh, the, the 10 <laughs> two can like fuck you up yeah jeez i'm surprised she's alive yeah yeah is it, she what, alive i didn't look any further alive? into this i don't know this was this? I, I don't need, know i need names i need names who is this person um i don't know if that was given i think this that that publication site that site is like where people medical people can document their shit but i don't think it gave me any details but you're you're if you want to look around while i finish go for it 
All right. Despite the abundant reference in the literature supporting the toxicity of the plant and the cases cited by Lamp and McCain, a literature research identified only one additional case reporting report involving two youths in Italy who ingested at least five to six seeds each. The three events were sufficiently similar to the onset of the gastrointestinal symptoms and the effects on the central nervous system as to characterize a wisteria syndrome. All right. Wisteria well, syndrome. Um, it was in California. Hold on. San Jose. It was in 2008 and it was in San Jose, California. It doesn't give a name. Um, okay. Hold on. I need to, I need to deep dive on this. <laughs> um yeah i don't see a name it's probably hipaa protected yeah 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 you're probably right but um can i just say darwinism <laughs> mm. is an amazing yeah, concept and yeah you know it's just weeding out the idiots of our society just <laughs> please don't reproduce <laughs> um, but I guess we need those idiots in our society to take one for the team. How do we ever find out that, that things are toxic, you know? Exactly. Oh my so, gosh. We were watching, I think it was like Norsemen or something like that. It's like a spoof comedy, dry satire, satire of, um, uh -huh. like Vi a Viking show. And the, the one, there's like one slave guy who's like in charge of all the other slaves and he's making all the other slaves they're they're keeping track of what mushrooms are poisonous uh -oh. and like doing drawings and stuff and the <laughs> one guy like definitely dies and he's he's like i'm not really sure which one that is we're gonna just put this one like he's oh no he's like fucking up the notes <laughs> oh shit well everybody's gonna die cute. now everybody's gonna die eating the mushrooms yeah. on the pizza because they put the yeah. wrong ones anyway do you like mushrooms I do. I love mushrooms. I love mushrooms too. Yeah, I love a good mushroom pie. So good. I love veggie pie. I'd rather have veggies on my pizza than meat. Really? I know that's that's unpopular opinion. And fuck all the ham and pineapple people. I said it. I said what I said. <laughs> I, I don't like pineapple. <laughs> Nasty. We put a shit ton of pesto on our pizza though. We love pesto. Ooh, our, our yeah. I love yeah. I love me yeah. a veggie pie. Anyway, do um, you want yeah. to segue into a Yes, let's do that. We have been chatting for a while. So when we get back, we're going to talk about all the lore surrounding our wondrous wisteria and some different wisteria colors because there's quite a few and what they mean. We're going to talk about some cultural significance and where you can find the most beautiful wisteria in the world and some magic and lore when we come back. Hey, little witches. The scene is here. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you would know how much we love using the Practical Magic Inner Witch Oracle Deck by Grounded by the Moon. And now we want to share the magic of Grounded by the Moon with you, our listeners. Joseph Benitez Egerton, the creator behind Grounded by the Moon, would like to offer this very special 10% off discount to all who wish to experience the magic of his Practical Magic themed tarot and oracle decks. But that's not all. He also creates other divination tools like tarot workbooks, deck bags and altar cloths, pendulum kits, oil blends, cleansing sprays, smoke wands, teas, and ritual kits. And let's not forget about his custom handcrafted all-natural soy candles, where every candle is hand-poured and personally infused and charged under the light of the moon. They even come with a crystal. And did we mention all of the ingredients in the candles are ethically sourced? All of Joseph's offerings are just so magical. So go visit groundedbythemoon.com and use the coupon code Magnolia Magic for 10% off your entire order at checkout. That's M A G N O L I A M A G I C 
So get your discount today. You're listening to the Magnolia Street Podcast. Okay. <laughs> we don't even have to do a card pull. Surprise. Because we did it already. This is a We're fun just throwing episode. everybody off. Yeah, it's cute. Right? Isn't Mysterious, it? Mysterious, fun loving. It's, it says, let's just be friends. It's fun loving until it kills you. <laughs> Till it. Until yeah. you ingest 10 seeds because you got curious and then you Dumbass. die. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want me to take the lore? Do you want to take the lore? Go for it. Okay. So Wisteria is known to live more than a hundred years and the plant symbolizes wisdom. What did our card say that we pulled? Meditation. Meditation. Yeah. Buddhists see the spiraling growth pattern as an image of the consciousness reaching out to touch the divine. It also reminds us that if we do not train our minds, they will go beyond our control. Makes so much sense. Like a vine. In, yeah. In China, its hanging blooms resemble the purple sashes of the elite scholars and officials. So it is associated with success. Oh. The strong woody vine has been known to topple supports and even buildings if not kept in check. A strong mental support set deep into the ground is recommended. Wait, oh, metal. a strong metal, a strong metal <laughs> support set. I was like, yes, well, you do need a strong mental faculty. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. if we're if we're comparing this to consciousness, then yeah, you need right. also need a strong mental support to. See, people think it. I don't know what I'm saying. Th- I'm saying I know what I'm saying. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> It's all connected, goddamn. There are many species in shades of blue, pink, and purple. Royal purple, Japanese wisteria, is one of the darkest hues. Its late spring blooms are highly scented. Victorians, who love to send secret messages via bouquets, gave the meaning of, I cling to thee, and (laughs) let's just be friends. Like, there's some mixed messages in this episode. Uh This makes sense in light of its tightly clinging vine habit. It told of the sender's all-consuming passion. So basically, if you get a bouquet of wisteria from somebody, they're basically, what do they call it in Wedding Crashers? A stage five clinger. Oh, God. (laughs) you remember that movie? Yeah, I remember it. I saw it so long ago. I remember if it was stage four or stage five. I cling to the... (laughs) That's so dramatic. That's so extreme, those damn Victorians. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned a couple different colors. So what does a pink wisteria mean? It usually symbolizes romance, and it's a plant often used in weddings for this reason. This comes from... Uh, fuck it. I can't pronounce that. What does white wisteria symbolize? You know what? It's a funny pun. Florgis. Because like flowers and gorgeous. Florges. Florges.com. Okay. Come Florges.com. What does white wisteria symbolize? It usually is viewed as a symbol of spirituality, purity, and innocence. And blue symbolizes um, new beginnings. There you go. It doesn't say purple. Purple, I guess, yeah. it goes back to the the uh, uh, success, I guess, because yeah, the yes. Chinese um, elite and scholars wore purple sashes. So there you go. Yeah. Also, as we as we mentioned before, chakra, the color of your was it the crown or the third mm-hmm. eye? So yeah. So what is the cultural significance of a wisteria? So wisteria plants have been grown in places like Japan, Korea, and China for well over two thousand years. They arrived in the United States in the mid eighteen hundreds as ornamental plants. First referred to as the blue vine, these plants were named by botanist Thomas Nuttall, which we referenced before, and practitioners of feng shui hold the wisteria plant in special regard. 
It is used as a source of encouragement during moments of doubt. In China, Aww. the wisteria is referred to as a Chinese wisteria. In Japan, the Japanese wisteria plants are seen as being durable and resilient. So I wanted to mention the wisteria tunnels in Japan because I Aww. I don't know, I think I saw either something on TikTok or you know, just a random meme that popped up on Facebook or Instagram. These look so cool. Like it looks like a real life fantasy. So these are located in the Kawachi Fuji Gardens in Kida Kyushu, Japan, six hours outside of Tokyo. And the private gardens are known for their wisteria featuring 150 plants and 20 different species. This article from the architecturaldigest.com, this is called Japan's Wisteria Tunnel is the new go-to flower destination. And this is written by Zoe Weiner, March 15, 2017. So this is a few years old at this point. So um, it must, it probably is even more popular now at this point. Um, mm. But basically the main attractions are the two 100 meter wisteria tunnels. The living structures are a perfect combination of nature and architecture, sometimes known as arbor texture. Have you ever oh heard my of that God, term? I love it. Dude, these Christina photos are just insane. found a new term right? Are you looking at them? So pretty. So the wisteria vines can climb up to 65 feet above ground and 33 feet laterally by twining their stems around any available support, which is how the tunnels were formed. The flowers range in color from dark purple to light purple to white, and they offer a stunning backdrop for a photo shoot. The best time to visit the Kawachi Fuji Gardens is in late April or early May during the Fuji Matsuri or Wisteria Festival when the magical tunnel is in full bloom. At any other time of the year, you'll find bare branches instead of lush purple flowers. It's around the same time as the nation's famed Cherry Blossom Festival, so you can book a single ticket and experience two of the world's most stunning natural, natural wonders in one fell swoop. Aren't th- isn't that so cool? It is unreal. Yeah. How so- long they look. They look so, like, like, how long do you think those things are? feet like just the flower clusters themselves um mine are not that long mine are like Mm -hmm. maybe like six inches yeah but these look so beautiful i have to say japan does trees right like they know what they're Mm -hmm. doing cherry blossoms these with they just have such a like affinity for nature and like a respect for it (sighs) that we just don't have right right Yeah. yeah so yeah if you're in japan around what did it say? April or May? Late April or early May? Check out check out this uh, Wisteria Festival. Let us know how nice. it is. I want to go to Japan so bad. There's so, yeah? there's so much cool stuff there. Yeah. Do you know they have a robot restaurant? What the fuck? A robot restaurant. Like, it's how does that work? It's a show. So basically, like, you pay for a ticket, you sit down, and like, you know, they they serve you like is it like a, a burlesque show, kind oh. of, but with robots and what the fuck? Japanese, I guess. I don't know characters and stuff it's it's crazy i saw do you remember jenna marbles that's the thing you want to do yeah i remember her um she i think she took down her entire youtube channel i would have told you to go look up her video but she actually went to japan and she went to this restaurant and that's how i heard about it but it looks bananas i'm sure somebody else has posted a video about it on youtube so go youtube that and let me know what you think it looks nuts okay yeah okay they also have a lot of bunny cafes over there that i'm like i want to go bunny cafes hashtag lost souls club kitten cafes they're big on the animal cafes so definitely want to go to japan and go check out all that not to mention all the studio ghibli movies and so much i'm sure inspiration over there i would want to go to that museum so bad 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So wisteria can also be trained, as we talked about before, as a bonsai tree. And you can find wisteria bonsai in many nurseries. And uh, my husband just bought a second wisteria <laughs> plant to try to bonsai my himself. Husband. Hope he doesn't kill it. Um, <laughs> It's not bonsai already. He's got to do it. But um, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> okay. Good luck, Avi. Yeah, good luck, Avi. The wisteria vine has meaning for Buddhists, too. In fact, in the Jodo uh, Shinshu, wait, hold on, this is a tongue twister. The Jodo Shinshu Shin Buddhist sect. The symbol has two conjoined racemes of wisteria. This represents humility to the sect. It also serves as a symbol of prayer. And here we go. We're going back to the Victorian culture. In the Victorian culture, wisteria vines were were viewed as a warning against an overpassionate love. That, like I said, that cling to the that stage four clinger. You can understand this interpretation by looking at the plants as the vines cling together and choke each other out. So yeah, I guess I was right. I guess I should thin them out then a little bit Mm -hmm. because I know for like tomato plants, you need to like thin out a bunch of branches. So because it helps with the airflow too. So I I, I gotta go do that. That makes sense. So I love me a tattoo and this popped up. I don't know the source, but what do you, what about a wisteria tattoo? What do they symbolize? So there are plenty good reasons to get a wisteria tattoo. It's often viewed as a symbol of prayer or thoughtful reverence. So getting a wisteria tattoo can show that your own consciousness is expanding. It can also be used to symbolize love or sensuality. So it's a very romantic tattoo to get. I like the consciousness it's expansion. Uh-huh. Thought, the whole more so. Zen Buddhist meditative yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah, it. vibe with me, baby. Vibe, such a vibe. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to talk about some magic and how can we use wisteria in our witchcraft. Um, before we get into the wondrous wisteria in our magic, though, let's first review its magical correspondences. So I did a search for it in Scott Cunningham's Encyclopedia of Magical Herbs, and wisteria being such a witchy herb, I was surprised to find, hello, it's not in there. I was it's like, not an what? herb, though. It's a plant. Yeah, but th- this, Christina, this book is full of herbs, plants, everything. Okay. I was I so I guess it's shocked. not recommended. Oh, okay, for magical workings. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was shocked that it was not in there. I was like, what? Um, But anyway, um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. But I did find its correspondences via this article and product listing for a wisteria oil by the conjured saint the conjured saint on the conjured saint the conjured saint.com wow i can't say that word <laughs> and um this looks heavily so christina click on that link and let me know doesn't that look <gasps> so magical that's so pretty it looks so magical that is very pretty it has like a very royal purple hue but it's like uh-huh. it it's not glitter in it but it looks very it, shimmery doesn't it look shimmery yes yeah overcoming obstacles and drawing prosperity and psychic something or other psychic yeah 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 Yeah. so like i'm like don't use this near a hawthorn tree because it will be instant transportation into the fairy realm you'll just blast off you're never coming back from the fairy realm basically yeah if you was near a hawthorn tree um so it's let's talk about its magical uses so the gender is female the planet is mercury the element is air the zodiac is gemini and virgo Ayo, the day it represents is Wednesday, and the deities are Hermes and Mercury. 
So use this oil for raising vibrations, promoting psychic openings, overcoming obstacles, and to draw prosperity. Um, some other magical uses are psychic development, wisdom, meditation, which is what we there saw in Joseph's beautiful card deck, divine blessings, and less common associations include love, prosperity, and healing from grief soothing stress release beauty that increases with age and breaking curses so i just want to show you the conjured saints instagram real quick i'm gonna go ahead and follow them oh my god that's a handsome man he's beautiful <laughs> he's a that's the most beautiful man anyway we're gonna what? follow them and just in the... let them know that we appreciate their wisteria oil oh do in the saints well, do we appreciate their wisteria wisteria oil or do we appreciate those beautiful eyes those blue eyes. Those blue eyes. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Um, yeah. All right. So so we're we're not both married women. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So where we leave off. Oh, okay. So where plant scent properties. We? Uh the plant scent properties may aid in meditation, embracing one's femininity, channeling, and overcoming the fear of intimacy. So I guess that's just by getting a whiff of the plant. Getting mm. a inhaling its invigorating senses mm. apparently allegedly uh <laughs> allegedly i've never smelled one christina you were supposed to go get a cutting and uh ah, let's know what that smells like okay. um so metaphysical properties so wisteria is for women who have problems with their femininity and sexuality and for men who deny the softer and more feminine parts of themselves it relieves fear of intimacy in both men and women and brings a balance within ourselves Use as anointing oil for prayer and meditation. Wisteria oil is also an aid to channeling. An herb of scholars and students, like we saw, we read before how it was the sash on, I guess, uh, students who were graduating to uh, represent success. The officials, it was uh -huh. like higher ups, like the officials and okay. like well-learned okay. well, well men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the wisteria aids in keeping thoughts organized which makes sense why it's represented by Virgo in the pursuit of intellectual development. Uh, so wisteria is a door between the world of men and the higher ones. So can, it can help you connect to your higher consciousness, bring illumination. So wear a flower on yourself only when in complete serenity. Um, old ones from the gypsies use wisteria to wash their hands in before giving a reading via tarot cards or tea leaves to bring them more success while working and also if we're talking about uh getting in more connection with your higher chakra chakras which represents your intuition that makes sense for i guess any kind of intuitive to work with the wisteria when doing their divinational readings that makes perfect sense so um this person says uh the way i use wisteria in my craft is drying flowers and adding them to mojo bags spell jars or using flowers as a loose incense also growing it along the fence as a barrier from the outside world i also use leaves and stems in smudging wands okay he says he uses them outside but still if that shit's poisonous i don't know if i would want to be fucking around with that for burning purposes um, but he says he uses them in smudging wands outside and stems for wands. Nothing goes to waste, he says, when I pick from my garden or a family member's. And I always ask permission from the family member and the dryads or elemental protectors permission. If you work with, you know, um, elemental or fairy spirits in your garden, ask them for protection before you pick anything. Another thing right. is I only use loose dried flowers and leaves in my incense. I never buy sticks or cones of wisteria from shops knowing it has other synthetics in it. 
And then he says, just a bonus I thought you might enjoy. What does wisteria as a flower mean? It's believed wisteria symbolizes good luck, especially for the start of a business or a new marriage, welcoming someone to a new town or home, celebrating the youthful vitality of a young friend or child, expressing your affections after meeting someone special for the first time, serious devotion, whether it's to a cause or another person, new births, and spring birthdays. And wisteria isn't a specific flower for any of the months, but many people associate it with Mar March and April because it blooms during those months. So what are magical oils? Because this listing, this page, this is all under a listing, by the way, and he sells this magical wisteria oil. So magical oils have been used for the mystical, energizing, and transformative powers for thousands of years by many cultures and religions for ritual and occult purposes. The uses of magical oil goes back to ancient times, spanning the boundaries of culture and doctrine. Their widespread popularity throughout the globe speaks to their effectiveness and strength. Today, we use these sacred oils in many of the same ways as our ancestors, harnessing a powerful energy that transcends space and time. An important use of magical oil is to strengthen your intent for a specific task or even strengthen your relationship with spirit. Magical oils act as a beacon for energy you want to attract, making it a powerful addition to any ritual or intention. You can use magical oil as an aid or support to focus your energy throughout the day to reach your goals. Applying your intent with the oil helps open the way for energy to flow toward the goal you want to achieve. Oils are known for their spiritually infused uplifting properties. And the Conjured Saint offers a variety of magical oils formulated for healing, consecration, protection, enhancing psychic visions, honoring spirits and deities, drawing love, luck, and money, repelling evil, turning back curses, the evil eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oils are an essential element to any spell, prayer, altar, or spiritual practice. Um, so you can check out his listing for this. We will link this in our show notes and you could read this a little more in depth if you want to. Um, but yeah, this oil looks amazing and I kind of so want to buy a bottle. Isn't it so pretty? You, oh, please buy a bottle. Yeah, dude. It's, it's just so, so shimmery and purple and magical and... Ugh. You ever see that TikTok where that girl like just like hits her makeup brush and it sprinkles down all the like glittery no. sparkles in slow motion with this big beautiful like music behind it? I don't know what it is, but I am transported back to like six years old and like uh -huh. I don't know if it's like Disney or something, but it gets me every time and that gives me the same feeling. Just like magical vibes. The magical mm -hmm. vibes. Again, we're not we're not sponsored, but yeah. go check him out. That's the Conjured yeah. Saint. It was just the first thing that I found when I, I was searching magical correspondences because I was like, hmm, if we're using this in our witchcraft, like I want to know like what it represents. What is you know sure. the deities that it represents? The um, I guess the planets, yeah, the, the elements, sure, everything. Like it's just good to know, you know, get a good basis of what it represents if you want to use it in your magic. So his, yeah. his page was the first thing that popped up, and I was like, ooh, this is a, <laughs> is a fun find. Um, but you had an article, another Moody Moons article. You want to tell us about that? Yay! Moody Moons is back. They were uh, in one of our very first episodes because I couldn't. I kept saying Moody Moons. I, I kept fucking up the name. <laughs> but they had nine ways to use wisteria in spells and magic. So just they say, please note that wisteria is poisonous to pets and children. Be mindful of this. So you can leave some at a gravesite. The next time you visit the gravesite of a loved one, consider leaving wisteria flowers. They symbolize the eternal nature of love. Adorn your loved one's final resting place with wisteria and let them know that you're open to communicating with them. I just have a little side note to add there. So 
I don't know how grave sites or graveyards are in other states, but I know where I'm at. The not laws, but I guess when you go into a cemetery, they have very strict laws about like what you can grow or leave leave at the gravesite. I'm sure if they saw that thing trailing, they're going to cut that shit down right away. You know, I think they mean cuttings like, like cut some and then leave some in a vase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a little different. I'm like, that would be so badass. A mausoleum (laughs) covered in wisteria. Yeah. 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 (laughs) yeah i'm sure a lot of like southern like if you go to like savannah i'm sure there's there's some cemeteries with some of that around savannah go to savannah now so bad now they were just talking about that with marissa no yeah we were we were i do i really want to go also Mm -hmm. all right so you can use these for endurance or long-term projects wisteria is slow a slow flowering plant it's fast growing but it is slow to flower it can take between three and five years to bloom I don't know. Justina says she has little blossoms on hers. I'm really thinking that the ones they sell in the store are a few years old. Mature enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The delayed gratification of this plant makes it ideal for boosting efforts in long-term projects. Consider planting some in your backyard and cultivating it alongside a long-term project or goal to parallel your mundane energy with your magical gardening. That mm. reminds me also of the saguaro, how it's like a patience. That's why I bought that. I'm not wearing a necklace, the saguaro necklace about patience. Uh-huh. And like, you have to trust the process. Yeah. It will happen. It will manifest. Sometimes we need those little reminders, even if it's as simple as wearing a little talisman or charm nice, or even your tattoos. They're a nice little reminder, you know? For sure. Uh, sympathetic magic. So mm-hmm. uh, I did this next one, actually, this past Beltane, I put some, I put a little, little bit of the, after doing these notes, I was like, whew, thank God it's not poisonous. So I put a little bit in my fairy offering in the woods. So you can use it as an offering to the spirits of the woodlands. If you spend a lot of time taking nature walks in the woods, leave a bouquet of wisteria in a place sacred to you as a symbolic offering to the spirits of the woodlands. Ask for their inspiration in creative projects and for their aid in attaining deeper states of meditation. I will just say, if this is like... I love the little woodland creatures. Maybe put it like up somewhere. I don't know. Wait, but hold on a second. Because woodland creatures, like they 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 live out there, right? So they know what's poisonous and what's not. They know kind of know to stay away from, you know? I don't maybe. I hope so. Or it almost looks like candy. Like if you're in like brown and green woods and then you see this big purple bouquet, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I want that. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I have this this idea. Like, if it's not a domesticated animal and they've been outside for a while and they know how to fend for themselves out in nature, they should know the difference between poisonous stuff and not poisonous stuff. You know. Again, hashtag Darwinism. Darwinism. That <laughs> it's fine. Right. So you can use this in spellcraft to initiate friendship. You can bring a bouquet of wisteria flowers to a new neighbor or new acquaintance uh, to initiate a friendly relationship. The intertwining nature of wisteria vines represents the tie that binds human relationships. So it can invigorate your youthful spirit. If you've got a goal that's best served by a youthful approach, being playful, creative, or even risk-taking, and you're having trouble getting out of your head, wisteria can symbolize a whimsical spirit. So you can place a vase of these flowers on your altar to draw out your inner child. Just be care of your, you know, be careful with the animals. Uh, this can help 
in workings of love and romance decorate your altar with swaths of these flowers when casting spells to draw an attraction to your life taking a long walk through trees cascading with vines of these drippy dreamy flowers is just uh -huh. about the most romantic thing you, i can think of they right? are very drippy and oh god they That's are such a good word drippy. A drippy dreamy flower love it so these can also be used to enhance your second sight mark your sacred circle with these flowers for divination they come in different colors but the purple blooms in particular promote deep insight and the wonder of seeing beyond the physical world into the hidden meanings beyond the veil i love that idea mm -hmm. just sprinkling the flowers in like the circle you cast yeah. it says these can be used for grace if you've ever seen these flowers in the wild, it's hard to miss its inherent grace and elegance. Cultivate it in your garden and simultaneously cultivate your own grace, elegance, and beauty alongside it. I could plant a hundred wisteria and I still, the next life, I will have grace. I am so ungraceful. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I really need grace in my life and patience. So this is the flower for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and lastly, I have for you from Moody Moons is to heal grief. And I love this. It's been a hard spring. If you find white wisteria, lucky you. The gorgeous version offers healing and hope after an extended period of mourning or grief. Sit beneath a vine of white wisteria to meditate and reflect on the grieving process as well as the joys of your continuing relationships that go beyond the veil. Aww. So that's what she's got for you. But again, there's no wrong way to incorporate it into your magic. This is just suggestions. Just don't right. eat it. Yeah. Did you get a cutting? I have a cutting. They're starting to wilt already. Oh, oh no, they're so pretty. Um, so question, is it like any other plant? Like if you deadhead, it'll make more blooms? I think so. Okay. I, th I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't know if I included it later on, but I, this could probably not even be in these notes. But like if you want it to flower, like cut it back really hard because then it thinks it's dying. So it's like, boom, Whoa. you know, then it starts flowering. But um, yeah, the flowers look very sacred feminine. Like if you look really, oh, really yeah. close, hang on, let's see. They're very like uh, yoni looking. Vaginal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, it's very. It does have a scent. It smells Definitely. like. It smells like almost like a sharp, like almost like a mojito, like a mojito smells like, really? like almost minty. Ooh. It's very soft. Like from here, can't smell it. It's got to be way up in the. Way up in the nose. They're like little pillows. So pillowy. So question, the poisonous part, it's the seed you said, or the pod inside that little pillow? I think it's up in here. Yeah, I think okay. it's up, that's where the seed would be. So it is there any way that it could like fall out while you're holding it? I think it would have to be dried. Okay. Um, let me see. Sometimes oh. the seeds come after like the whole flower has fallen away. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I did have a book called the Encycl Illustrated Encyclopedia of Healing Remedies, and it did have a little blip on it. It said, in Western culture, sex and gender issues are sometimes seen as a matter of power and control. So wisteria helps one overcome inhibitions, blocks, and emotional conflicts produced by this dualistic attitude. It can help transcend the roles and to be more comfortable with one's own sexuality. It can enable them, talking about the individual, to be more open to express themselves and experience the intimate power of the passivity of the orgasm. Okay. All right. So, it ha yeah, it had a little thing that said goal. So it said the goal is to be comfortable with one's own sexuality. 
Women who need wisteria may be frigid, cold to the touch, taboo, or not enjoy sex at all. Um, they can, they just can't lose that control or give themselves over. Men who need wisteria may be equally fearful and quote unquote, role bound, being macho or a new man, when they should just let go and be themselves. And associated symptoms may be genital herpes, warts, or pelvic congestion linked to a pattern or history of abuse, as well as very painful menstruation. Oh my God. Okay. So that's what my book had to say. We oh, will man. link that. The Illustrated Encyclopedia of Healing Remedies. Interesting. Yes. It's a big old textbook. Okay. So I had AI write a poem. Oh, this is an AI poem? I'm like, who wrote About this? Wisteria. <laughs> Do you oh, want to so read it? This is a poem by Willie, Wilhelmina A. Ingram. <laughs> Wilhelmina A. Ingram. In the good house. Old, good old Wilhelmina. All right. So <laughs> the, the Wisteria poem by Wilhelmina A. Ingram. Amidst the garden's peaceful scene. I feel like we need to put like, like piano music behind this or something. We can Amidst, do that. All right. Amidst the garden's peaceful scene, a lovely plant with blooms of sheen. Wisteria, its name serene. Lavender cascades, a charming dream. Its tendrils twirl and softly sway in the gentle breeze of May. A fragrant scent that's there to stay as it welcomes a new day. With every petal, a delight in the morning's dewy light. Its beauty, such a wondrous sight as it dang this guy went real rhymey oh my god rhymey mcrymerson over here as it dances in its might oh wisteria how you inspire with your grace and gentle fire a symbol of love that won't expire as we watch you grow higher so mm -hmm. let us take a moment still to admire your beauty at will and as the world around us fills we'll bask in the joy that you instill beautiful not terrible not bad but not too super, bad super rhymey super super rhymey, rhymey. <laughs> yeah next time we uh we ask ai for a poem let's just like give it the old little like you know uh cool it on the rhymes <laughs> <laughs> light light rhymes please light rhymage por favor all right yeah. all right so we're gonna we're gonna talk about some wisteria and pop culture where do we see wisteria in tv movies music film blah 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 the most famous one that i could think of off the top of my head is the street wisteria lane from desperate housewives starring terry hatcher marcia cross eva longoria vanessa williams did a little stint on that show oh, among ooh. many other starlets um there were a few other famous people on there but those are like the main ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Did you ever watch Desperate Housewives? You're not a not mm -mm. a fan? It's juicy. It's a good show. It's really good for prime time, like, you know, those like um dramas after Right. Yeah. Um, pretty good. I recommend it and uh very entertaining. So Wisteria Lane is the name of a fictional street at the center of this drama series. So Desperate Housewives, in the storyline, it primarily centers on the residents of the street. The set for Wisteria Lane is located inside the Universal Studios Hollywood lot and is actually named Colonial Street, which is an area that has been used for many motion pictures and television shows. Other film and television productions in which Colonial Street has been featured includes the original Leave it to Beaver series, Gremlins, The Burbs, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Damn. So... 
In 2005, for the second season of Desperate Housewives, the street went through some heavy changes. During the first season, only one part of the street had been seen on the show, and the cul-de-sac at the end of the street, it was known as Circle Drive among film crews, um, it was left out. So th uh, now the majority of the buildings and facades in this part of the street were either heavily remodeled or removed. Among the most noticeable changes were the removals of the church facade seen on Murder, she wrote, in order to make room for Edie's house, a character on Desperate Housewives. And one of the so-called colonial mansions was replaced by a park. In the film Beethoven's Third, which was released in 2000, the street can clearly be seen with the shops and the church still in place around Circle Drive. The shop begins in Circle Drive at the shops, then Mrs. McCluskey's, or Lynette's, and Catherine's, Bree's, Susan's, Mary Alice's, all these characters, they're also in the shop. The shop then continues into Gabby's, who's played by Eva Longoria, Gabby's driveway, and then down the rest of the street. Colonial Street, including Circle Drive, has 16 main buildings with three of them located outside the Desperate Housewives filming area. The house closest to the settings, located next to what is called 4348 Wisteria Lane within the show, is being used by guards to stop any unauthorized access to Wisteria Lane. Mm. Um... Now, talking about actual Wisteria on Wisteria Lane, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lynette's house has some kind of vine or like Wisteria, like on some kind of trellis. If you go to this wiki page for Wisteria Lane, there's a whole map and lot of Ooh, all the houses and they're listed by number and the residents who lived who live in them so if you go to a uh, number 4355 mm -hmm. the address number on wisteria lane that is lynette scavo's house yeah she has wisteria do you see a little wisteria vines on that one i do i see them yeah so lynette pretty has green wisteria house. Pretty. on her house another house that i love 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 is the gilmore girls house and it's it's not super victorian it has the porch uh -huh. Does it's it have wisteria? It also has wisteria on it, and it's so pretty. I never noticed that. It's so pretty. Hold yeah, on, Gilmore let me Girls look house. that up. Oh shit, I never noticed that had wisteria on it. Okay. I, it just always stuck out to me because I know it's supposed to be set in New England, and whenever they shot like winter scenes with snow, the wisteria was still there. Oh. And I'm like Hollywood, Hollywood <laughs> <fucked> up. <laughs> fake wisteria, fake, fake, right. fake. Going back to Desperate Housewives for a minute, there is and pop culture there is a podcast if you are a desperate housewives fanatic check out the wisteria gaze which is a desperate housewives podcast by ned parker and mackenzie wilkes um oh in november of 2022 it looks like they wrapped up their fourth season and as of march i think this past year 2023 they went on a hiatus and i think they're still currently on a hiatus they made a little announcement, but they are, they did have four juicy seasons. So if you're into Desperate Housewives and you want, I guess, a comical approach to, I guess, all the fandom and lore behind the series and the characters, check out this podcast. I have not listened to it yet. I just came across it in my research, but now I'm intrigued. <laughs> I want to listen to this. <laughs> this looks so fun. Are you going to still be listening to my screeching four years from now? I wonder. Oh God! Can you imagine if if, if we if we oh. have four seasons of this? It's very possible. We have not even cracked the tip of the iceberg with our topics. So, oh yeah, very possible. Oh yes. And speaking of iceberg, if we get further down that Titanic rabbit hole and uh, how we're linking those two storylines, I'm just intrigued. That's Leonardo awesome. DiCaprio is going to call us. He's going to be like, "Stop it." <laughs> Leonardo Stop. DiCaprio is going to call us. Uh, Billy Zane's going to call us. Billy Zane's going to call us. James Cameron. And everybody involved, and they're just gonna be like, no, mm -hmm. Mm -mm. 
Knock it off. And uh, I didn't really go too far down the pop culture pop culture rabbit hole but if you have more feel free to weigh in i did not know about the gilmore girls house having the wisteria so that's cool and i watched an entire series but it's just something that like you know i didn't really pay attention to it's subtle if you're not looking for it um Mm -mm. so then in april of 2022 there was an article posted on worldofreal.com there might have been an update on this since then since this article is kind of outdated at this point but um director twin peaks director david lynch apparently is working on a new netflix project called wisteria it seemed as though lynch was getting back to work with a mysterious new project and a rumor back in march of 2022 hinting that lynch was partnering with netflix for an upcoming limited series no plot has been revealed but there were rumblings of a possible, quote, Mulholland Drive spinoff or even continuation of Twin Peaks, also known as The Return. Um, I like Twin Peaks a lot. Is David Lynch, I think David Lynch was the picture on our Discord that I posted that I envisioned the older man as older Vincent, like old man Vincent. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's that guy. Okay. Um, So Lynch veterans Naomi Watts and Laura Dern have even been spotted attending a meeting at Netflix headquarters for this undisclosed project. So back in February of 2022, there was a supposed insider on Reddit who had posted details about Lynch's upcoming project, which was said to shoot in late spring before the pandemic hit under the working title, quote, Wisteria. The rumor had Netflix greenlighting 13 hour long episodes and a budget of 85 million dollars so um not 13 hour long 13 episodes that are one hour long one hour long yeah um it could have been taken the other way because if you've seen any of david lynch's movies they're long as fuck are they Um, okay well holland drive is like a three four hour long movie just saying i've never Uh, i've never seen it it's it's bananas it's a three hour long movie of a fever dream it it doesn't make sense oh no but it's fascinating if you're into that type of thing um so yeah so the miniseries may or may not have been a set of hour-long movies it was never confirmed but then production weekly notes posted the day after that working title um listing that it was indeed wisteria so i guess that is the name of the show or whatever it ends up being the listing also stated that the production was due to begin in may 2021 and that it would be filming in the calvert studios so that was the last i guess article about it 2022 april 2022 it's now a year later and i guess nothing has happened yet but there's word that this is might might be happening sidebar going back to twin peaks do you know who's in twin peaks do you know who was in Twin Peaks? There were many people in Twin Peaks. Um, hold on. Is it someone connected to Practical Magic? <laughs> hold on. Can you? I'm gonna send you this link. Shut up. <laughs> what? Where? What? Who was he? Billy Zane was in Twin Peaks. <gasps> That's what. On Justice Wheeler. <gasps> what? Billy Zane was in fucking Twin Peaks. I was waiting for Twin Peaks to come up naturally in conversation to mention this. And I'm oh so Oh my god. And I'm so glad that it did today because I couldn't Look wait to Look how handsome he is. Oh huh? Aww, baby. Yeah. So Billy Zane was in Twin Peaks. That is so fucking funny. We're gonna do a whole Billy Zane episode. One Dude, day. it's all connected. One of these days. <laughs> It's all connected. It's all connected. Who would have thought that by talking about Wisteria, we would have been talking about David Lynch, we would have been talking about Twin Peaks, and lead back to Billy Zane. I know. (laughs) Nice little, nice little uh, nugget. 
little uh, nugget. So our last little nugget, speaking of food, you we have, have a little recipe. Before we move on to food, do you have any other pop culture references or anywhere else that you can think of that we've seen in TV or movies that we've seen Wisteria creeping up? Anything? You know, I don't, but I'm going to look. i do a quick little Spotify search and see what comes for, up. Uh, yeah, I was looking for songs. Dan Fogelberg I... has a song called Wisteria, but it's spelled really? with a Y. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Richard Schindel also okay. has a song, uh, Art Farmer. There's a band called Wisteria. There is a, a playlist called Wisteria Evergreen. Ooh. So, no, I, besides the Gilmore Girls thing, I don't have it. I, nothing I can think of. With I found Wisteria. something. I found something. Wow. All right. You might be into this because this looks very Victorian. There is a <sighs> book series, a three part book series called The Dangerous Damsels book series by india holton elizabeth nolden this book is called the wisteria society of lady scoundrels Ooh, look, look at this look at this book it looks freaking adorable yeah, and, put that the, on my Goodreads. and the cover looks very victorian look at the i just sent you the link in the chat and the kindle you can buy it on kindle for 9.99 you could buy it on audible for 14.95 they also have a paperback for 11 dollars I love it. Yeah. Right. So just a little quick uh, little tidbit about this book. It was a New York Times notable book of 2021. And a New York Times book review says it's the kind of book for which the word rollicking was invented. What's rollicking? <laughs> like uh, like getting a little sassy, frolicking in the okay. hay. Okay. <laughs> so it says a prim and proper lady thief must save her aunt from a crazed pirate and his dangerously charming henchman in this fantastic historical romance. So a little bit more about this. This does take place, Christina, in the Victoria Victorian era. Fantastic. So Cecilia Bassingwaite is our heroine. She is the ideal Victorian lady. She's also a thief, like the other members of the Wisteria Society crime sorority. She flies around England drinking tea, blackmailing friends, and acquiring treasure by interesting means. Sure, she has a dark and traumatic past and an overbearing aunt, but all things considered, it's a pleasant existence. Until the men show up. Ned Lightborn is a sometimes assassin who was smitten with Cecilia from the moment they met. Unfortunately, that happens to be while he's under direct orders to kill her. His employer, <clears throat> Captain Morvath, who possesses a gothic abbey bristling with cannons and unbridled hate for the world, intends to rid England of all its presumptuous women, starting with the Wisteria Society. Ned has plans of his own, but both men have made one grave mistake. Never underestimate. What? A woman. Hell when, yeah. <laughs> when Moravath imperils the Wisteria's society, Cecilia is forced to team up with her handsome would-be assassin to save the women who raised her, hopefully proving once and for all that she's as much of a scoundrel as the rest of them. That sounds I love uh, enemies to lovers. Right? Plotline. And that's, that's all three... Bridgerton has been lately, by the way. <laughs> that's a three-part series, so... Wow. Seems... Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. I like I, I'm interested. Yeah. And the cover it has pirates. pirates. The cover's just gorgeous. It has pirates. Yeah. Yeah. It's got everything. It's got everything. We'll link that. We'll link that below. So 
This is from tyronfarms.com and it has a couple of different recipes actually. Um, the one I'll just go into detail and the other ones I'll just kind of give you what they are, um, but go check them out if you're interested in making them. I didn't want to just go blow through a bunch of recipes because that's boring, mm -hmm. but they say one of the things that really stands out about wisteria is that it's so dang abundant. If you find a spot where the flower clusters are relatively low to the ground, you can pick a bucket of wisteria flowers. This is a, if you see it in the wild, I guess, yeah. in a matter of minutes. So they listed a recipe for a sparkling wisteria, wisteria, wisteria flower cordial, and I'm all for it. So um, the whole link for the recipe will be below. It says, how do wisteria flowers taste by themselves? Plain wisteria flowers taste like slightly sweet lettuce with hints of bitter grape and peas. Wisteria is a legume and you can eat wisteria flowers raw in a salad or use them as a color for garnish. Should I try a wisteria flower? I'm gonna try one. Oh my God, you're nuts. Please don't die. Darwinism. All right, I'm just gonna pick off the- Okay, Christine's gonna take one for the team right now. You're gonna end up on that article with that idiot that that uh i'm just eating the purple part okay. i'm not gonna eat the greens don't eat don't eat the seeds what's it taste like Ooh, what's it taste like that has a does it have a, like a little lettucey flavor uh-huh hmm. it just tastes like outside <laughs> <laughs> it, it tastes, tastes like, like dirt it tastes like cat piss it kind of just tastes like dirt oh all right. all right so you can use uh you can also eat wisteria flowers raw a salad okay as a color for garnish how does sparkling wisteria flower cordial taste? Sparkling wisteria flower cordial tastes dang near magical and way better than the flowers taste by themselves. Okay. The cordial tastes distinctly like the flower smell, but ampl amplified by several orders of magnitude and features a delightful effervescence from the fermentation process. Hence oh, the sparkling name. So you ferment them. Yes, a cordial is usually like a like kind of like a liqueur, like okay. a mix. You right. can mix it in something. Yeah. But y'all, they also, I also found recipes. Sorry, the flower is like sticking to the roof of my mouth. <laughs> um, on Turkish style cooking, they have a recipe for wisteria sherbet, which looks more like a drink than ice cream. Okay. But if you're, if you can make it into a liquid, you could probably make it into an ice cream. Um, Tina and time.uk has a recipe for wisteria syrup will also be linked wow. and gourmetglow.co.uk um, has a recipe for wisteria tea which sounds pretty straightforward um, but this one sounds really fucking good rose but or redbud and wisteria spring rolls what? they look really good it's from wildedible.com they look fucking good those look and great I, those are too pretty to eat right they're so oh, beautiful goodness. a word about caution yes the seeds are very toxic redbud flowers are tiny and delicate so the redbud flowers are also toxic no 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 sorry i'm, I'm just skipping i'm skipping around here oh. so redbud the redbud tree uh the flowers they're so so like fuchsia pink mm -hmm. uh in the springtime it's so crazy do you have redbud trees where you are um i probably do new jersey has everything there's so many different trees that that bloom here in the spring they're okay. all so pretty but um i don't know i probably if i've if i've seen it i probably know what it is but just not have known it was called okay. a red bud so i'll just read through the uh the ingredients are you're gonna need rice paper thai rice noodles chickweed leaves and flowers half a cup of wisteria flowers red bud flowers you can do a handful of basil or cilantro they use thai basil 
Um, so you're going to bring a quart of water to boil, remove from heat, add the rice noodles, let them soak for 10 minutes, then rinse with cool water and drain. Fill a bowl with hot water to soak the rice paper. Lay out the flowers and leaves in individual piles to facilitate assembly. Soak one wrapper at a time for 5 to 10 seconds. Lay the wrapper on a towel, add ingredients, lay out flowers first so they'll be on the outside, which makes it look so pretty. They say Cindy likes to build them from the middle of the wrapper, but uh, but some say the bottom works best and fold the sides up carefully. Um, and then they have like a jelly dipping sauce with garlic, ginger, uh, vinegar. What's tamari? Tamari? Is it Basil tamari? leaves. Tamari? E-A-M-A-R-I. Substitute with oh. salt if you want your sauce to be red. So I just think that looks so stinking good. They're gorgeous. They're very pretty. Yeah, they're very pretty. Wow. I'll let you know if I start getting a little suck. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It did have a flavor. It did have a flavor. I don't I think the smell is better than the flavor. Okay. Do we wanna check out Wisteria? Is there any does Wisteria Ryan have anything to tell us about Wisteria? In I don't her dreams? think she did. I I don't think she did this time, unfortunately. I'm a liar. I didn't even bother looking. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> Sorry. So if you dream about wisteria, this is the time to make sure that the way you carry yourself, your mannerisms, and your attitude is proper and accepted by your family and loved ones, especially for the next three days. So she's saying behave. For three days. Behave. For three days. But then you can act a fool. So dreamsmeaning.org says, The wisteria in the dream symbolizes the sweetness of love and the happiness of family. A man dreams of wisteria, indicating that you can find a gentle, virtuous, and reasonable wife. Women dream of women dreaming of wisteria indicates that you can find a smart, capable, loving, and righteous husband. It says, what does dreams about withered wisteria mean? It says, mm. it denotes a lack of confidence. It kind of almost says, it almost sounds like what the aunts say, right? It denotes a lack of courage. Um, right. Denotes a lack of confidence in the completion of the agreement, whatever that agreement is. Mm -hmm. What does a dream about beautiful wisteria mean? It indicates ignorance, stupidity, selfishness, and gluttony. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> what does it mean to dream about lush wisteria? This indicates that you will succeed after worry. What does it mean to dream of wisteria in bloom? It may be bringing your awareness to the fact that you have been inundated with information and other people's influence and you need a break to get back to your own conditioning field. Dreaming of small wisteria means you may not feel secure within our present living conditions. Red wisteria, it represents projects and activities that we feel drain our time. Dreaming of yellow wisteria, which is weird because yellow wisteria, does that even exist? We didn't talk about yellow wisteria. It represents a desire for compatibility, having sex, or perhaps that someone is manipulating you. Dreaming of blue wisteria represents one's intimate feelings and brethren. Dreaming green wisteria represents your hastiness and disappointed efforts. Purple wisteria signifies happiness and luxury. Dreaming of black wisteria signifies a nurturing nature or need. And to see a white wisteria in a dream signifies wider, more global communication and available information. Dreaming of orange wisteria suggests the fear of losing faith and belief. To dream of pink wisteria suggests finding something new or openings to a higher consciousness. Brown wisteria in a dream suggests that you are on the right track in life and headed in the right direction. Gray wisteria in a dream suggests the ability to use masculinity in a more refined way. Silver wisteria symbolizes the interior of the body, the deepest levels of the mind. Gold wisteria tells that some disaster is surely approaching you. 
To dream of multicolored wisteria, it tells you that your life should be ruled from within, not from outside. And different people dreaming of wisteria implies what? So a man, if a man dreams of wisteria, symbolizes overwhelming confusion. A woman dreaming of wisteria symbolizes your sister or female figure in your waking life. A boy dreaming about wisteria, warning of coming ill health. If a girl dreams about wisteria, you need to think about how you're perceived by others. Dude, this is this is crazy. Like it, how that's long a lot. This? Yeah, but can you imagine if somebody came up with like a hybrid or like a new variety of like black and silver wisteria? How fucking cool that would look Dude. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's this goes on and on. So it's like a teacher, a student, a child, a worker, a businessman, a driver. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like. That's I a lot. That, yeah, I think that was it. So that's all on dreamanalysis.org. We'll link that below. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think this was fun. This was like a little fun one. Yeah. No pressure. Not that any of them ever feel pressure, but some of them are like so big. Some of them do require a significant amount of research and splunking yeah. down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. And we do take a lot of time too to like because they come up so much in the books and the movie and this one didn't this one didn't really so we didn't have a whole lot to like enough, go off of right. surprisingly because this is so affiliated with this i guess world you know mm -hmm. yeah hysteria club oh i'm so happy you have one now yeah, yeah. so and i gotta figure out a good place to plant it because avi brought up a good point if i plant it where i had it like i showed you like where i had it up against the house um it's gonna shade out my other plants probably there and mm. plants need full sun so i don't know if that's the best spot for it i'll have mm. to probably the, you can always dig it up you know yeah. you can always just keep putting it in bigger and bigger pots too for now until you really find the place you want it to be yeah yeah, yeah. now avi's got to figure out where to put his because he ain't jacking the space i'm planning for mine i can't wait to see what I he think, does to this bonsai i think he's gonna keep his in a big pot though because he wants to right like, shape it like a bonsai so right we'll see how, how long does that process take like Quite a while, doesn't it? How big is he going to make it? Like a like a no teeny idea. bonsai? I don't know. Could you give Magnolia Street like a monthly update? I'm going to have baby bonsai. I'm going to have to do baby bonsai. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll have to give it a name too. I'll have to tell him the yeah. name of bonsai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you guys can find us uh, over on Instagram. We're Magnolia Street Podcast. We are on TikTok. You can email us Magnolia Street Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, all of our links are in our Koji. All of our sources are down below in the description. You can find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Magnolia Street Podcast, where we have many tiers for your budget. And we cannot thank you enough. Marissa, Moonlight Garden, and all our other patrons, thank you so much for your support. Yeah. You can join for as little as $1 a month, and that gets you access to our patron-only polls. If you want to weigh in on the discussion, get in on that tier. And you can contribute to what we're talking about next. Um, you also get show notes with our $3 tier. Um, and then also some after hours posts. If we have any little extra tidbits after we post these episodes, we'll throw them over there on the Patreon. And that includes blog posts, photos, and other extra little tidbits. For our $5 tier, you can get in on our private Facebook community and our Discord where we host our monthly book club meetings and we host our monthly lives. And we're, we just started doing watch parties. So at this point, at the point of recording this, we have not hosted our first watch party yet, which is the Stevie Nicks In Your Dreams documentary. But by the time you're hearing this, that party will have already happened. So we'll let you know after that happens how it went and uh yeah i'm excited i hope we that. had fun i'm sure we had fun I'm i sure hope your had... dvd is actually the movie i hope it's not sketchy. titanic 
I hope it's not what did you say? Scooby-Doo. You said it was going to be. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. So yeah, $5 uh, a month on Patreon. You can get in on the Discord and the Facebook community where we host all of those lively events that are fun. Uh, and then for our $8 tier, if you want extra audiovisual content, like the music that you hear in our song episodes, as well as any, um, what, what else do we have up there? We have some meditations. We have, you have yeah, your live performances you did at the, mm -hmm. the, the gig you had a couple months ago. That was over the winter. It's more than a couple yeah. months now, but like any audiovisual stuff, um, yeah. will be over there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have our $15 tier, which is the big, the big one. Uh, you can get the wisteria vine. It's our wisteria vine tier. That's right. How could we not mention that on this episode? Come on, guys. Um, Come over and hang out on our wisteria vine with us. It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. We show off our gardens. I'm going to have to show uh, Daisha my new wisteria because I have not peeked in on over Ooh, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Show, show her my wisteria vine. Guys, I'm Justina. I'm Christina. We'll see you next time. At that house down the street. On Magnolia Street, would you go down to Magnolia Street with the wisteria girl?